Hey, this is Warren from Taming Sorry, and you're listening to On The Fly with Stevie and Jason. You are listening to On The Fly. So you're coming up short. Call out my name. I'm coming up fast. Things will never be the same. We don't want no copper. We don't want no coal. Want to stay young forever. Yeah, baby, that's gold. Anybody recognize that? Yeah. Yeah, that's our song. That's no shelter. That's a pretty good song (laughs) there, right? Yeah. What's up, guys? Tonight, On The Fly is back again. Hope all you guys are doing well. And we've got a special treat for you tonight. Of course, Warden is here with me, as always. Hello. How you doing, Warden? Good, man. How you doing? With us tonight, and I should have asked, I'm going to just say Alex. You can say your last name because I, I, I want to be sure I don't butcher anybody's last name. Uh, Warren's, <laughs> pre- Warren's pretty pretty simple, and I think yours is pretty simple, but I, I'm scared I'm scared to take it on. Uh, I'm a, oh, I'll take it on anyway. Let me read this. Alex Pellerin. Oh, you got it. All right. Right on yeah. the money, Stevie. All right, we got totally. Warren Meredith, who is, yep. you know, he's going to be like the Tom Hanks of the show from Saturday Night Live, the, the, the five-timer. He's getting close. He's, this is third time. So, uh, <laughs> Warren Meredith, the lead singer for Team Sorry, and Alex, I'm going to say it again. Come on now. I got to read it again because I'm not – Alex Pellerin, the baseball Yeah. yeah. Thank you so and much it, for having us. Yes, tonight is top ten – ACDC, favorite, top 10 favorite ACDC songs. Like we say all the time when we do these lists, it's our favorite song. It's our list, so it can't be wrong. You might disagree, but we're still not wrong. As anyway. Stevie does all the time with mine, my deep tracks and not the popular <laughs> hits. Oh, yeah. So. I can't wait to hear yours tonight. Mine, but, uh, mine, like I was telling you, mine's going to be pretty, I think, pretty good. This is going to be a little different than the Motley Crue one, so I – I think I think the guys will know this one. They look like a couple educated there's, rockers. So there's <laughs> probably going to be one that you guys, all of you guys, are like, "What is that song? I've never heard that song before." Oh, Mistress, list. Mistress for Christmas. Is that your number one, Stevie? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Um, and my <laughs> number ten, I'll go ahead and tell you. Number ten is always for me like nostalgia, and mm, we've got okay. a tie. We've got a tie at number ten. So yeah. Oh I, wow. Being, being I'm the head of the pocket, I can do that, Warden. Stevie is okay. Stevie is the king of <laughs> Stevie is the king of honorable mentions. His uh, has a top ten list, but he has twenty honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. So it's it always it a so top thirty easier. list with Stevie. So it makes it so much easier. Um, <laughs> so first off, Tame and Sorry, uh, and and you've all heard the story about how I got in into this band through Warren. Me and Warren had a, a, a about an hour long conversation on Twitter one night about music, and that's that's gone into like several conversations in, in, in the few, you know, in the past about uh, what we listen to and what's going on with the band. But right now they've got, I mean, of all things, you know, they've got their Alex, hold up the beer. They've got their own beer. Yeah. How Presenting many bands have their own beer? This is like, this is like no kiss. shelter honey lager. And this is an actual uh, can design that was made by a drummer, Adam. And we partnered up with a brewery and we got our own beer and it's a honey lager from local beekeeper. It's 
it's local, unfortunately. Like, I wish yeah. we could ship it worldwide right now, or at least to the States, but we're not quite there. But, you know, maybe in a couple of years, this is year two, having a beer partnership with these guys. So Been as we grow, up. they grow. And uh, anything can happen as as both as their company gets bigger and the band gets bigger. I think it's a uh, it's a great partnership that we've got going on. And uh, Alex loves making brew. And so this is a passion project for him to get ah, to learn you. more about the business and uh, more about brewing. Um, mm-hmm. So it's cool. Um, the song right now uh, sits uh, at 48 on the Canadian active rock chart. And the more uh, stations that add it, like if one or two more stations add it, it will break top 40. And that will be uh, two years in a row yeah, that uh, we have a song that does that here in Canada, which would be really special for us because crazy hit 35. Crazy, yes. And we would love to have No Shelter do the same or even better. But, you know, we've got another song up our sleeve that we're going to release in October. So we're almost at the point of uh, full prep mode. Uh, to get ready to release that and uh, so we're really proud of no shelter we're happy to see that the fans are taking it on now and and uh, letting radio know that they love it and then we're ready to keep keep doing what we do and get another song out asap i got a question about like you talk about top 40 and stuff i don't know about how it is in canada but the top 40 in the u.s is like there's not a lot of rock in there it sounds like canada is pretty active with the rock scene Am I, am I getting so, that right, that it's a lot more popular maybe in Canada than it is in the States? I'm not sure about that, but there's different charts in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, like, so you could have, like, um, for example, the modern rock chart. We're not on that at all. Or the classic rock chart. We're not on that. What's interesting alternative about rock. alternative rock. Um, what's interesting about active about the active rock chart is I saw that Metallica was charting again with uh, mm-hmm. and, Enter the Sandman. Oh, yeah, 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 Master Puppet. No, 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 that's Puppets. it. Master yeah. Puppets. Yeah, and they were, yeah, they were yeah. charting again, like way up high on the chart. And it could like, be because oh, of Stranger, Stranger Things, it right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's got to be. And like Ozzy's number one right now on our on that on that chart that I'm referencing. Black Keys is up there. Um, so we're when you're on that chart, it's awesome because you are with all the American bands, the British bands, all that, the Aussie bands. You know, you get to be with the world. Um, and Canada is cool because they do feature CanCon, like the uh, CRTC, which is like a regulatory board here in Canada. Uh, it regulates that there needs to be a certain amount of Canadian music represented on the charts, because otherwise okay. we just we would just get blown out. You'd never hear anything Canadian. It would just, you know, financially, it's hard. It's really difficult to compete, you know, especially without a label, which is what we do. We're independent. So I think that makes us doing the charting thing even cooler or rarer um, these days, but we've made some great connections uh, that want to work hard with us. I remember yeah. back in the, back in the day, I used to read a uh, Kerrang when it like kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm 50. So I'm probably a little bit older than you guys. And <laughs> like, in the, you know, they would, they would talk about, you know, they, you would see the charts over in the UK, like where you guys are headed. They still have stuff from like, I mean, it, it's weird. The Beatles are still on or the stone. This is like in the late eighties, early nineties. So it seems like Canada's kind of charts more than like the U.S. seems to be more about the latest flavor of the month. You guys seem to have more substance like the U.K. So I think I'm in the wrong country. I think I need to move to Canada. You have to look at at the number of stations. Just in the summertime, though, not the winter. (laughs) I'll I'll just let you know, like Canada, like 
it's a cool country, but we're not that united these days, you know. Yeah. Not to get into politics, but we've got our we oh, got our differences the same up here. Way down here. It's the same way. I think that's worldwide, bro. Yeah. So yeah. Oregon, yeah. It, basically, uh, the number of stations in Canada is much lower than the number of stations in the U.S. So the way the chart works, it's really how many how many ads do you have to radio stations? How many spins do you have? So by having less stations, it's you know if you get an ad, it, it's worth more because there's less to get, right? right? So it's all a calculation for these charts, and it's a, it's a basically it's a point system gotcha. depending on how many spins you get. Like we're on rotation with a with Rebel One Hundred One Seven, which is a local rock station that's been really really supportive to us. And since we're on rotation on that station, we're you know like it's pumping up our numbers. Uh, and so we're just waiting for that. To There's happen that first ad. There's yeah. that important critical yeah. ad where they've got us playing two, three times a day. Yeah. And uh, you can build off that, you know, tell other stations, yeah. look at Rebel. They're pumping this song. Check it out. And mm-hmm. so we've been lucky too. that way. That's great, too, because local radio here, they, they play the same stuff they played 15, 20 Cookie years cutter. ago. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's like it. I mean. It's great though. It, I mean, I, I, I don't listen to the radio. I listen to Sirius or Apple music, to tell you the truth, but Stevie turned me on to you guys. I got you in my Apple playlist. I'll be checking you guys out further, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Awesome. We would love to get on Sirius. That would be fantastic. Oh, that would be We're great. serious about it. We're serious. About <laughs> oh, it. Hey, look at that vinyl. Yeah. Hey man, look at yeah. that. Right there, but I told me and Alex, me and Alex were talking about, uh, before you got on that, uh, I, it's a shame we couldn't have autographed it for you. I said, well, we'll we can we can work on that. We can work on that. We'll have to come yeah. down. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Send a, case, so, send a case of beer with the autograph. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that me and Warren had talked about uh, the first time, I think it was the first time Warren was on, was, you know, the whole COVID situation and how that was affecting you guys. And the fact that, you know, Knock on wood, we seem to be through it. Things, things seem to be a little bit better. And you guys got through it and are still intact. And as a matter of fact, you're you're gaining momentum as we speak. So, how tough was it though during that COVID time? I know me and you talked about it, Warren. How tough it was for you guys not having it, being able to do anything, especially up there in Canada where they had shut. I mean, I know when Warren, me and Warren talked the first time, they had shut everything down. Correct. So, how tough was yeah. it on you guys? Well, you know, it was a very difficult time and and just to get together was difficult because yeah. we had band members on another in another province and what happened is that they had closed the bridges. Like basically there was police enforcement on bridges. You couldn't cross. I couldn't go see my parents. Wow. Uh, I wow. couldn't the band members had to be back at a certain time because there was a curfew. So just first of all getting together was not possible. So now it's like, how do you sort of flip that into a positive situation? We're like, okay, well, let's go to writing, right? Let's let's yeah. track. Everyone needs to have like a home studio tracking device, like a little audio box or Scarlet, you know. Oh. And you know, we 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 wrote some music, and whenever there were times that we could go to the studio in Toronto to record a single, we did, and we tried to keep, you know, as positive energy as we could. Uh, like we did loving way during that time we did yeah. gone and run away you know at, at the back end of everything we did crazy and we did the imposter so that was still you know during the COVID times so a, a lot of our stuff was just like you know 
creativity driven and just getting opportunities doing live streams. We did one for um, for charity right. for November. And we uh, we also did one with, uh, you know, with the city, um, the Ottawa Music Industry Coalition. So we just kept ways. We found ways to just keep it together. And also there was some money in these live streams because there was relief funds. So yeah. we kept it going yeah. that way. Yeah. There was life it funds was if you wanted them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Alex said, like, because we live in Ottawa, so the way the geography works here is Ottawa is right on the border of Quebec. Mm-hmm. So you've got Ontario and Quebec, which are massive provinces. Like they're both, mm-hmm. they're huge, right? But I don't know if they're Texas big or, or what, but they're, they're around, you know, they're in that oh, yeah. world. So, you know, the border uh, is, has Ottawa, which is the capital of the country. And I think it was put there originally because there was so much tension between uh, the, the French and, and the English. And uh, it's right there. So the bridge is there. So you can go over and back and forth over this bridge. And like, so we've got band and uh, practice like on the Ontario side, or we used to practice in the French side, sorry, in Quebec. And uh, we, I used to drive like 35 minutes to get the jam, like over the border every day, you know, wow. but during COVID, there's completely different restrictions between the two mm-hmm. pro- between the two provinces, and Quebec started having these harsh enforcements of curfews. So it was right. like nine o'clock. That's it, and so we had to set our jams up weird because we have people that live in Miguel, our uh, rhythm guitar player, lives in Quebec. He lives on the Quebec side, so we had to you know juggle that, and it is kind of fascinating how it worked out that way. But that's the way our geography works. Is we are like a a 50-50 band where we've got people from Quebec, we've got people from Ontario. And, got Francophones, uh, got Anglophones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Alex is 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 Alex Pellerin. I butchered that. My God, Stevie Pellerin said it better. Wow. Other... I'm proud of myself. Yeah, he beat the crap out of me. Oh, I know. I, I, I know. Uh, I learned something this week that Canada does take COVID seriously because I'm a big St. Louis Cardinals fan. I lived in Missouri for a while and the Cardinals are in Toronto this week or for, I think till like tomorrow and three other stars didn't get vaccinated. They couldn't make the trip. So oh yeah. Still, they're still oh, pretty yes. they're locked down about that stuff. And it was three of their best stars. So they got their ass kicked yesterday. So <laughs> if, if you're not vaxxed, Toronto. like you can't leave the country, I don't think. You know, like it depends for the U.S. You have to be vaccinated and you also have to do an antigen test because I went to the States in April and had to do a rapid test. I had to be vaccinated and whatnot. And I think that's coming back. It was the the testing was was gone, but now they're putting it back. The masks are still remaining for for Canada. So it's 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 still a thing. You know, the restrictions are, are tighter here. Than they the take, and, but then normally they're like that too. Cause I had a friend of mine that I used to work with and he got a DWI and they wouldn't let him in the country, like down here, one or two, I guess. And they wouldn't let him in the country up in Canada. They're, I mean, they're, they yeah, don't mess around yeah, up there. So I don't know if they'd ever, no. let, I don't know if they'd ever let Stevie in. So you better watch that guy. Like, Cause you know, they're probably they're tough. <laughs> but you got to remember we had uh, this, like we've had a whole bunch of rebellious activity up here in, in the, in the Capitol. We've had uh, yeah. convoys yeah, of that. different sorts yeah. uh, shutting down the Capitol. Before. So, I mean, it, it's, it's not, um, 
it's not black and white. Like, yes, there are regulations, but yes, there are people who are upset and all different shades in between of people like me and Alex who are going to do what we got to do because we want to play music. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to, I'm going to get vaxxed no matter what. Like I need to, if I need to cross border, if I need to get to another province, like to play music, like I'm going to do it. And so that, and, and that way, I guess I, I've taken myself out politically completely. Like I don't even think about it that way. I'm just like, Oh, I have these goals and things I need to do. And if there's a way for me to do that, I'm just going to do it. You know, so you gotta, that's where you gotta I'm think at. about your, you got to think about the other people as well. I got COVID back in January, but I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I had no symptoms. So I believe right. in it. So. Oh, I had yeah, it. Before, I had it, and it sucked for sure. Of course, before I, I got vaccinated, it, you know? before I got vaccinated, I had a full head of hair, and I was about twenty years younger. So, <laughs> yeah. oh Blame no! Blame Blame on COVID. <laughs> so, are we Blame starting with COVID. Alex? Are we starting with Alex, Stevie, for yeah, we're, our we're, top we're, tens? We're gonna start with that. And tonight, like we said, we're gonna do our ACDC top ten. Um, of course, if you don't know who ACDC is, you've probably been living under a rock for the last... Oh, I'm uh, on the wrong podcast. This isn't the yeah. Miley Cyrus one? Stevie, you lied to me. The last almost 50 years now. They're coming up on 50 years. They started the same year I was born, so 1973 from Australia. And, uh, man, I, you know, we talked... Warden, we talked the other night about... We were talking about bands and bands that... Uh, I think we were talking last night on here on the video chat about bands that scared you. And honestly, I did not think about, yeah, ACDC kind of scared me back when I was a kid. The kiss didn't scare me now. <laughs> I, could, I could, look, I could handle the fire breathing what? demon spitting blood all over the place. I could handle that. Oh yeah. I love that. But you know, ACDC, you know, and I think that was the, just the reputation with people talking about them. Oh yeah. They're, they're satanic highway to hell. Right. The satanic know. panic kind of era, yeah, you know, <laughs> can I ask how, can I ask you guys, how are you guys? Oh, we're Not 29 for life. I know you're 50. <laughs> know you're <laughs> we're 29 for life, for life now. You, so you guys know? in your 20s or 30s or what? 21 plus 30s. We're in our 30s. 30s. I think I, yeah, I, yeah. me and Stevie lived through the satanic panic, and we're actually going to do a podcast on it. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because yeah. because a lot of this and all that stuff. A lot of that anti-rock stuff, you look at it on YouTube, like in the late 80s, I had to watch that stuff. And I think we gotta made, bring it back. That, I think that's what made me bring it back. That's what, we need that enemy. <laughs> That's what made me a Kiss fan is seeing Gene Simmons put those preachers to shame. He knew more about the Bible than they did. It was great. Is it that, had a direct opposite I, on me. We need the parents to tell kids it's bad again. Like the rebellious part of rock is in a way needs to come back. And I can see it. I can see certain artists trying to uh, provocateur yeah. that. Um but you know you can't. You got to be authentic. Like there's never going to be another Alice Cooper. So you just you oh, just yeah. got to be you and they and be um, add to the tapestry. Add to the tapestry because you're not going to be ACDC either. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of bands uh, who try to do that. And, I don't know um, if you can really shock anybody anymore. I mean, it gets. I see stuff on there, and I know I'm getting old because I'm just like some of it. I'm just disgusted by. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, Marilyn I mean, Manson, you, Rob yeah, Zombie. Yeah. But Those were was, the kings of it in my childhood. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of it, it just gets so like it's like I don't even like like the plasmatics back in the day. I just I didn't understand blowing up stuff. Like, yeah. And, but um, yeah, it was Warden always thinks it's funny because I talked about my mom. Yeah. Was so supportive, <laughs> so supportive of me listening to Kiss since I was five years old. Never wow. had a problem. Never had a problem. But guess what? Ron Stewart. 
My mom was like, no, you're not going to listen to Ross Troy that uh, if you want my body and you think I'm sexy. Yeah. It was like, she was like, no, no, we're not doing that. That's like the ice cream. That's hilarious. Kiss, you know. That's hilarious. And you think that, about that was our that was our first song. podcast together, and I learned so much about Stevie. Yeah, just from what his mom wouldn't let him listen to. It was funny. You know, it, it'd be funny if I was singing "Take Me" as a as a six year old. <laughs> put your hands in my pocket, grab hold to my rocket, and my mom would be like, "Well, yeah, okay, all right, whatever." Okay, that, that's if work. you want my body in, you think I'm sick? Oh no, no, it's no, too literal. Do that. It's yeah, too literal, you, right? You gotta you hide it a bit. No, you didn't know what you were reaching in your pocket no, for. You no. know, your mom was like, I "That's totally no cool." Whatever you want to grab a rocket, that's cool. But but oh, not because his body's sexy. This or the one about <laughs> about your angel spread your wings, let me come inside. Gee, what's yeah, that about? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's all about religion. <laughs> so, the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> so Stevie, are we gonna do it like normal? Like like if like there's a repeat, we'll just like say it later and not like yeah, really talk we'll just about talk it about it, about it okay. later. If there's a repeat, it, when it comes up, we'll talk. Yeah. There's about it gonna be repeats. There, oh, oh there's if there's not, and I'm gonna be really, In really the top shocked. five. I got to see the top fives being really close. I'm interested. That's what I'm really interested in seeing, how close the top fives are. I, I think you guys are going to be surprised. One of them, one of the songs I didn't rank as high because, and me and Warden talk about it, Fatigue. Fatigue entered into this one for me, at least. But, yeah, like we did the Motley Crew the other day, and I had a couple on there Stevie didn't think fit in the top ten. Jeez. But I was so burned I out on Dr. Feelgood stuff that I just couldn't put them in there. Dr. Feelgood is like a perfect album. Dr. Feelgood is almost it's perfect. It's up there, but a lot of it's overplayed, my opinion. So you put fight, I had to right, fight for your theater right. Pain, no, theater pain is vastly underrated. Vastly I, underrated. Did, I, didn't say nothing, I didn't say yes. anything about theater awesome. pain. Theater Pain is awesome. That was yeah, but first. I told you, Stevie, that those songs that they could have done, but that's the song I'm listening to now because that was my first album when it came out. Yeah, and, and that was more nostalgia for you, I think. Yeah. Like this was going to be for me. All right, so we're going to kick it off. We're going to let Alex go first. Alex, you start off at number 10, bud. Okay, well, all right, here it is. Number 10, Hell's boom, Bells. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right yeah. away. Wow, that's a deep, wow, that's a... That's another one of those scary songs back when I was a kid. You know, when I, was, when I was when I was 15 oh, yeah. was years old, I, I had the Hell's Bells t-shirt. And, like, people in high school were like, who the hell is this guy? Because I used to be, like, kind of like the class nerd and everything. And still are. And, still are. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and then, He's like, not a nerd. He can make beer, Warren. You don't need to be picking on <laughs> Yeah, no kidding, right? I can make bread. I can make beer. What do you, what, I can make anything you want except build a house or i don't know but yeah i had that t-shirt and yeah that was sort of like the start of like me getting into like that rock phase like you know so that's my number 10 just as an i wanted to say honorable honorable mention but apparently that's not a that's not a thing or there's we'll, too much we'll of talk them about that after it's over. <laughs> we'll yeah, come Steve back to honorable mentions you'll have his list of 30 honorable mentions at the end of the list so <laughs> I've, I've got some over here but i got some over here it's building as yeah. we go oh i didn't put that one down there <laughs> yeah i'll probably have start adding as y'all go y'all got <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. all so, right hell's bell from back in black classic album great song wrong with, with, with that album oh so warren who you got buddy I got a whole lot of Rosie as my oh, number yeah. 10. Um, yeah, I just bon think it Scott. packs a whole lot of punch. Yeah, I love the Bon Scott. I've got yeah. a, a several oh, yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
me Warden, you know, me and Warden talked about it, and Warden was talking about his list. He wouldn't give me what his list was. Of course, I didn't want to hear it, but it, he said it was five. five Vaughn and five Brian. Five Brian and five. And mine is probably Which is very weird because I became a fan with the Brian era, and I went yeah, back and listened same. to the Vaughn era. Yeah, I mean, everybody my age, I mean, because, you know, yeah, I was a Kiss fan. That was kind of odd to be a Kiss fan at five years old, but then – to, it would have been odd for me to be an ACDC fan at five years old, too. But uh, I'd be dressing up like uh, in schoolboy clothes all, all for Halloween. But, but you still uh, do that on a weekly basis, Stevie. Yeah. yeah, yeah probably I'll does. do that on the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Where's the outfit tonight, Stevie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got your Angus uh, Angus. I got my Angus. Though. It's in the closet back there. So. I'm repping okay, mine, right, dude. Yeah. I went yeah, to a, I went. Uh, I, I went to I, an 80. Look, I went. What's more I, yeah. yeah, I'm repping you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. I went, I'm, I'm I went, neutral. I'm just doing Fender. Fender. Uh, I, went to, US, you, I went to uh, a last minute sponsorship. Yeah. I went to a last minute New Year's Eve party here, and they're like, it's 80s. It's like, you, you love 80s. And it's like, I couldn't, I was going to go get a wig, couldn't find a wig. It's last minute day of. It was like, all you can drink. So I got to go. So I picked on the ACDC. So <laughs> hey, that's 80s. <laughs> All right, Warden, let's hear yours. This ought to be okay, good. this is probably the one I was talking to you about, Steve. Jeez, it's going to be a little different. I love this song, and it I love this song. It's cheeky, typical ACDC, and I think Bond would have been proud if he ever heard it. It's going to be bad. It's off Fly on the Wall, Sink the Pink. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a great deep track that mm -hmm. I, Fly on the Wall has got a lot of hate, and it, it, of course it wasn't as good as, you know, For Those About to Rock or the no, Wild was a bad. I liked song. it. I liked some of them though. But Sink the Pink, that song Sink just. I mean, okay, you know yeah. what it's about. I was a thirteen-year-old kid. No, going, you don't have to tell me what this is about. I know exactly <laughs> yeah. what it's even about. just the title. You know. But yeah, I, I think mean, it was. This is some kind of obvious. But I always think that if Bond would have heard this, he would have go, "Yeah, I can." That's a. I mean, I think Bond would appreciate because you know how Bond was tongue in cheek about a lot of stuff. No. But yeah, but I think that that's a Bond. The most we'll talk about that most, in just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> the sink the pink that was my kind of my surprise that i think stevie would have been kind of surprised it was on my list that is kind of surprising but not as surprising as i thought i thought it was gonna be something i'd never heard of before but i, I do remember sink the pink okay all right number 10 we told you this is my nostalgia pick and it's a tie mm. here we go mentioned part 12 exactly Warren. i make <laughs> the rules i make the rules so i can yeah. i can do that uh first of all walk all over your face and the reason I picked that walk was, all over your I, face. I, is that a new song? No. Walk all over you. Walk all over you. But yeah, I think about it. When you think about it, grown ups, you seen the movie Grown Ups. Yeah. When they do the long the the arrow in the air, and that's that's when okay. they do that that whole scene. So that's one of the reasons I picked that. But the big one is one of the first, not the first ACDC song, but I can remember the day. I heard this song the first time. One of my cousins played it uh, from Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap, uh, Big Balls. I mean, the double oh, yeah. entendre of that that whole, I mean, my balls are always bouncing to the left and to the right. It's, you know, you just took my a celebration of testicles, you know. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, spectacle you know, of testicles. You know, me and Steve <laughs> got a lot of chemistry when we talk about, you know, our songs, Big Balls and Sink the Pink going together. That's yeah. how that's we are together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Bon Scott with with big balls. When I heard that, I just I was like, oh my that's a funny gosh, song. Gosh, it's great. It's a song. revelation. 
Great song, but Bon Scott, yeah. Big balls and walk all over you is, is my number 10. I don't know why I said face. Maybe I was thinking you're walking all over your face, Warden, or something like that. With your ah, big balls, Stevie. With yeah, my big balls. Big balls. <laughs> big balls. All right, Alex, you're number nine. All right, I'm going with Can't Stop Rock and Roll. Stiff Can't upper lip. Rock and Roll, yes. Yeah, no. I know you got. Yeah, that's newer stuff. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I was actually a guest on another guy's podcast. This has been probably a couple years ago, and we talked about how many songs ACDC does with the word "rock" in it. <laughs> I mean, and there's you. There's a few. When he, he asked me. He said, "Okay, I want to bring you on. I want to talk about all the songs ACDC does with rock in it." And I'm like. You know, okay, yeah, that's no big deal. And I got looking, I was like, holy crap, yes. there is a ton of them. And uh, yeah, rocking a hard place, you can't stop rock and roll. I'm thinking of rocking a hard place and, and uh, rock or bust. I mean, there's so many of them, but uh, can't stop rock and roll with stiff upper lip. Okay, I got you there. All right, Warren. Okay, what so uh, what I love about this song and about ACDC is their ability to make a chant chorus uh, so, so powerful. And like, they don't even have to necessarily say something that's that, uh, you know, mind blowing, but it becomes mind blowing. So dirty deeds done dirt cheap is definitely number nine for me because yeah, it just, it just shows what a chorus can do when it, when it's just a, a dirty chant. I was I was actually at the gym uh, this afternoon and I had my ACDC playlist up and that came on. I was like, yeah, that was just a classic. So one of the that was one of the first songs I remember hearing from ACDC. And uh, yeah, Von Scott was uh, was on his game on that one. You know, and you hear him you hear that evil voice talking about cyanide. You know, yeah, I voted. High voltage, high voltage, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what was it? Another one, yeah, that, right ah. yeah, when he does the laugh at the end or the growl at the end, yeah, it's, it's so freaking awesome. We're, we'll probably be talking We're gonna about get that sued. a little bit later, yeah. We'll probably get we probably got strikes. ACDC is gonna shut us down, Angus is it's okay. We're right not on YouTube, sorry, Angus, but uh. So Dirty Deeds is your number nine. Warden, here well, we go. Stevie, you're the Nostradamus of the podcast. My number nine for those about to rock. Oh, nice. I saw ACDC one time in my life, and it was right before my Cowboys beat Stevie's Steelers in the 1996 Super Bowl. It was the night before. <laughs> so it's been too oh, yeah. long since I've seen ACDC, and my Cowboys have won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but they did this with the, the 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 cannons and stuff. I mean, it. I mean, I've seen Kiss millions of times, but when they do this song live, it is freaking remarkable. It's just awesome, and, it's and just the an crowd's epic going. Song. Yeah, it, it's a great just, song. You, you can't say anything, but just like, okay, fire. We yeah. salute you. And you got no, the crowd, and, so the, and they're just they're, they had these like four or five can. I guess it was the Razors, not the Razor. What's what came after Razors Edge? What was the 96? That was uh, Cover You oh, and Oil yeah. was on that one. Uh, ball Buster? Ball I think they had the big ball. I'm trying, trying to remember. 17 <laughs> albums, you know. 1996. There's so many so. albums. I'm trying to. Uh, let's see. That ball was the Breaker. Ball Breaker. Yeah. That's, that's okay. the one I saw. And they had the big balls. 
like Stevie would have been proud. The big balls up there, and they had the big cannons, and it was just it was it was a great show, man. It was was awesome. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But for those about to rock another song with rock in it, so yep, yep. I'm telling you, there's a ton of them. You wouldn't believe how many there is. So my number nine is going to be one you guys probably hadn't heard of. If you have, you hadn't heard it so long, you don't remember it. Uh, It's from Blow Up Your Video. And I remember hearing this the first time. I was at, yeah, look at look at Warren already left. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was, you, you're the one that bought that album, huh? <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> actually, it was like my junior, sophomore, junior year in high school when I was getting, I remember, ready, to play, getting ready for a basketball game and I had a Walkman on. Yeah, for those of you that are young, you don't remember what a Walkman was. It was a, like a cassette player. Well, they remember Walkmans. They just didn't have the physical media like the cassette. In yeah, there. they didn't have a cassette in it. Yeah. But yeah, I was listening to, to to that blow up your video before the game. And I hadn't really listened to it the whole way through. And then the song came on. And I was like, you know what? Well, this is a pretty good pump up song. You know, it got me pumped up. You know, played pretty good that night. So I was like, yeah, this is a pretty good song. Uh, Two's Up. I don't know if you guys ever heard that song or not. I've heard it, but it's been so long. I, I kind of it's not it's it's not you know how ACDC how it always has that sound. I mean, you can tell mm. when it's an ACDC mm. song. Is that this the same? Oh, yeah, bit different. Is this that the same different. song with Heat Seeker or that's the way I want to rock and roll? Is that the same album? Blow up your that's Heat, Seek, Heat Seeker is the first track, I think. Yeah, because yeah. I kind of tuned them out then when I about see, that time. Of course. Of course you did, but let's see. Yeah, Heat Seeker, <laughs> that's the way I want to rock and roll. They were the hey, man, I had to sink the pink, dude. I had to move on, dude. I was good, you know. So. But Two's Up is like about, you know, the whole song deals with gambling. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, when I heard it, it was like, it's not your typical ACDC song. It's got a, it's got some good guitar riffs by Angus in there. Uh, yeah. You know, out of all the ACDC the songs in Deep the world. cut for you, Warren. You have to pick something. Who do I sound like? <laughs> Oh my! You and you give me crap for fight for your right, and you pick a song that probably nobody's ever heard. Exactly, I'm, I'm like, trying to pat yeah. myself after you. I, to, I want to be like you when I grow up. I guess trying to be sophisticated. Do, <laughs> I get it. you. You did it, man, because I haven't heard. I'm, the next I mean, Andy I, Trump. I'm, I'm not familiar with that song, honestly. <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll check it out, though. I'll check it out. Give it a listen. I'll go. So that's that's my number. Nine I won't give you a hard time for it because it's your list and it's not wrong. Nah, yeah, we can't judge about. lists, you know. Like that's. I still give you a hard time by <laughs> Torpedo Girl, though. Leave Torpedo Girl alone. Number number eight for Alex. All right. Well, I'm going with something more recent, just because, like, I like this song when it came out. It kind of like, yeah, it's okay. They still got it. But Rock and Roll Train, in Black Oh Ice. yeah, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just really cool. Again, to like Warren's point, it's just like that chorus, you know. Um, those back vocals, just like that back and forth. It's just, it's really cool. I was jamming that song and it came up and I was looking back when it came out. It was like, what, 2010? Oh, God dang, that was that long ago? I was like thinking it was more recent. 2008? Black Eyed yeah, I mean, it was farther back than I thought it was. Something I was like, like that? oh, that song came out a few years ago and it was farther back than I remember. 2008, I guess. Yeah, that was the, Black Ice was the, what, Walmart's uh, yeah. exclusive wasn't that what Black Eyes was? They only sold yeah, it at they, Walmart they, at first. They played the hell out of that song. That yeah, song was did. like a hit, another hit from hell. It was they great, did. though. I loved it. Yeah. And and yet another song with the word rock in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and rock, and rock and roll and train. 
two things that are just like <laughs> right. Runaway train. Like a, this Put them like together. A train. Train. And it's not a runaway night train. train. <laughs> yeah. Night train. Yeah. Okay. Warren, number eight. Uh, let's go with uh, sh- sh- shot down in flames. Um, oh yeah. I think uh, to go from a chant chorus to a tail chorus is really kind of interesting. Um, it's harder to pull off, but they do it really well, and it's uh, it's memorable. And what I like about it is like every rock band in the world writes this song, um, or they try to. And then they think they came up with the lyrics. They'll go, oh, I came up with these sweet lyrics. You know, we're shot down in flames. And someone turns them to go, that's ACDC, man. You know, like it's one of those songs that I think is uh, emulated by a lot of by a lot of rock bands. And you know why a lot of rock bands write that? Because every dude's been shot down in flames. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Who? What? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Ward. whatever. Never. Dude. Never go back to blowing like, up like your video Jericho or whatever said, you're talking never, about, bro. Ever. <laughs> Two, two's up. <laughs> two's up. Yeah, I've never been shot down in flames. Whatever. All right, Warden, let's go to your number eight. My number eight, and I'm I'm real bad about this, not knowing what album it is of, of but this album, um, but this one is it's older. It's Bond. It's my first uh, Bond pick. It's got a slow start, kicks in, and does doesn't stop. And I don't know if it's about a fight or about love. It's called Livewire. Mm. It just okay. starts out, you know, slow. I mean, are, yeah. are, I'm the man to be. I mean, are you like trying to fight me, or are you trying to love me? I kind of don't know where he's coming from on this one. Because it's just you know a Livewire. He's a Livewire. He's a badass, or he's great in bed. I don't know what. I mean, I, I, I just when it was all, huh? I want to see where that comes from, so I don't want to check it out because I don't. Livewire. I don't think it's on Highwood Hill. I think it's on. Um, God. It's not on Power. It's Let There Be Rock. Let's see. Is it Let There Be Rock? I didn't it's write on a high voltage. High voltage. That's, that's what, what it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's got it. Seventy-six. That's, that's like the third album, dude. That's really early. Yes, sir. Okay. Livewire. That's not too bad. Livewire. Yeah, that's a good I'll choice. That yeah. All right, so my number eight, and this will probably get me chastised right here because it's oh, now. Here we go. <laughs> I like the song they haven't released yet that you haven't heard. Okay, thanks, Steve. No, no, this one. If you haven't heard this, you, you know, it's it's a very controversial song. It's probably <laughs> one of the last that Bond did. Highway to Hell. Uh, you know. What can you say about that? And, you know, the little Nikki, you know, I'm a big Adam Sandler fan. So the little Nikki, as bad as the movie, yeah, ever, yeah. <laughs> I love the movie. I love the movie. movie. Highway to Hell. Movie. Yeah, but it, you know, I loved I mean, it. I know a lot of people. I, I, I was my child. I loved it. I love that movie so much. A hard time, especially when they play uh, Chicago backwards. That's great. I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. You think it's going to be like Highway to Hell, but it's actually, you know, if you leave me now by Chicago, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> great. Yeah. Ozzy, Ozzy coming out there. Get him in there. <laughs> Ozzy have one line. They yeah. got all they could give Ozzy, but yeah. You know, Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell is the kind of song that's like really badass, but it's also very ominous. You know, like, you know, you're just like, okay, where the hell are we going? You know, like, yeah, we're driving. Exactly. And like, 
you know, it's a, it's a lot, there's like lots of undertones of like, Oh shit, I'm in a bad place, but like, I'm going to enjoy the ride wherever I'm going. So you know, the whole, we talked about the whole calls back then with the satanic panic mm-hmm, calls mm-hmm. back then. And, and this was, I can remember a, a guy came to our school. This is probably <laughs> in 81 or 82 and he gave out cassettes. He was talking about it. And he, he did on the cassette, he talked about the whole backward masking thing. And the y'all don't put do y'all put subliminal messages in your in your songs now? Do y'all? Uh, I, I think we put like try and buy, make it so buy that our beer. Can, buy our yeah, beer. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> that is totally okay. You got it. Good. You figured us out. Uh, it's good. Beer Stevie, yeah, what do you, Stevie, why do you think you bought the vinyl? They did their job. Oh yeah, they did it. And I don't want to. You bring can play it backwards. And remember the old movie they did back in the what? It was in the two thousand, the Josie and the Pussycats movie, where they had the whole subliminal messages and all that. Where this is what you need to be buying. I was like, yeah, I guess Warren and them did it. Why? That's why I bought the vinyl and the T-shirt. But uh, yeah, that was one of the things he talked about was Highway to Hell and the cover of Highway to Hell on the back of it when they had the Devil's Tail coming from Bond yeah, Scott. Yeah. And all the flames going on, and they were yeah, they were talking about they, well, Bond, they, you he, Bond, had, Bond had a choice, but he was he ended up in hell. I mean, it was just crap like that. If you even listened to it, you were going straight to hell. And you know, I I listened to ACDC, I listened to Kiss, which was Knights and Satan Service, apparently. No, and, it's keep yeah, it simple, I, stupid. I think I've turned out okay. <laughs> I, I haven't nice been one. worshiping any devils or anything here, so I'm I'm pretty good. So my number no, eight, I, the pretty good part. I don't I'm know. Hanging out with that. Warden though, so I was I was pretty good till I started hanging out with Warden. You talked about Josie and the Pussycats, so I don't know what that hey, came from. Don't so down Josie and the Pussycats. That's one of yeah, that's the guilty well, okay. pleasure for me. Did you yeah, see those yeah. girls in that movie? They're cartoons, dude, aren't they? No, the movie, dude. Oh, I remember the movie. cartoons from back in the day. Weren't they cartoons originally? Yeah, it was a remake. Okay, okay. I, you're forgiven. All right. Number seven for Alex. All right. Number seven, we're going to jailbreak. Jailbreak. So basically, I remember, you know, watching this video a long time ago. And it's just like this live footage of ACDC. I don't don't remember what show, but it's just like Angus ripping the solo and just going into jailbreak. I'm just like, oh, man, that's such a great song. And it's just it's very powerful. You know, all in the name of liberty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a great song. That's messed funny. up, I, Alex. My number seven is jailbreak, man. And his back. <laughs> wow. So number my seven number seven is jailbreak. also jailbreak. That's... And mine is because chorus. I'm trying to do this based on chorus elevation here. And I yeah. think jailbreak is like the next level chorus here where you've got so much going on, uh, building to it. And it's just a lot of fun. Once you get into that chorus, it's like being on an amusement park ride, I think, with this song. Oh, so yeah. It's, um, yeah, but cool that we both saw it at number seven, Alex. That's awesome. Yeah. We don't have that happen. We're to connected. Right, we are. What All you right. got at number seven? Don't tell me jailbreak. Number seven. <laughs> My number seven, and I know this is on Stevie's list because it mentions Texas. Oh, God, no. Probably, it's probably the newest ACDC song that I have on my list. And I was in high school when this came out 30 years ago. That's not pretty. I got my one of my next to Highwood Hill, one of my favorite Angus solos, and that's Thunderstruck. I love oh, yeah. the beginning 
because they play that at they i think the cowboys actually came out to it one time like when was it a game they i mean don't let that's another reason you won't like it but it's just that ah, 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 you know and plus they got a bald drum so it's i love that trovo and they talk about going to texas we went to texas we had some fun and i i think it was my late grandmother when that i was playing that for her and she was always she she would buy me my my stuff the twisted sister and all that stuff when I was a kid, and she goes, "Did they mention Texas?" I mean, she was sharp. She she caught that. I was like, "Yeah, they do." And it's like, and it, and it, I always think about her when I hear that, but I know that's not on Stevie's record because he hates all things Texas. So, do you I think just because a, just because the Cowboys came out to it, no other football team comes out to it? I mean, is that well, how an egomaniac you got you Cowboys? Well, fans the other like teams probably copy them. So, oh yeah, like you copied America's team from from no, the Steelers. We turned it no, down. So y'all no, you didn't turn it. it down. That's a big urban legend. Oh whatever, whatever. whatever. We it just was probably the guy. We was just probably wanted the mas- to be, We didn't have to have our name as the Steelers. We, it was we probably the mascot in the back turned it down. Probably not somebody that really was important. So you'll be surprised <laughs> of, of where Thunderstruck is on my list. No, I know. I, I was just giving. You, I'm busting your balls. I your big, big balls. I'm busting your big balls, Stevie. <laughs> my balls are always bouncing to the left or to the right. Yeah. So Thunderstruck, I just love that. And that's probably the newest ACDC song I had, and that's like 30 years old. But when I first heard that, I was like, that's a kick-ass song. That was a great song. All right. So my this is probably the oldest ACDC song I've got on here. But, you know, and it, one of those choruses that you like, oi, oi. You know, you, you, you just love it. TNT. Oh, TNT, yeah. I'm dynamite. I mean, I didn't realize when I heard it, you know, because – like like a lot of us, I got into, I think my brother bought the Back in Black cassette. And, you know, hearing that from top to bottom, you're like, you're kind of scared of it at first as a kid. You're like, oh, should I be listening to this? I might be, I might end up worshiping the devil or something like that. But uh, <laughs> you, know, you listen to it, it's good. Then you start listening, going backwards, as you do with a lot of a lot of these guys. And to hear TNT uh, and I guess the older I got, the more I realized, you know, because I was always at that time with Back in Black. I didn't know the whole story about Bon Scott, but you hear these songs and Bon and them kind of, Bon and Brian kind of sound the same. And I was like, and then I found out, you know, it's Bon Scott. And I was like, okay, I need to listen to more of this Bon Scott guy. And I, I think you guys remember, I'm sure you remember, well, you guys probably a little bit young to remember. You remember the uh, Who Made Who? The Maximum Overdrive, overdrive oh, yeah. soundtrack and that. that had a yeah. lot of bond. that had some bond on it. it had Ride On, and Ride On was like that might be one of my honorable mentions or one of my thirty. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but TNT. I mean, yeah. The older I get, I guess the more I appreciate Bond over Brian a little bit more. I hear because at first I was hearing the whole yeah Bond's a whole lot better than Brian, and I'm like you know come on. I mean no, but you know. I, I can see where the argument comes in for Bond being better than Brian, but I still like I'm Brian was what got me into ACDC, so I guess I kind of stick with him. But yeah, TNT is my number seven from the '75 album TNT. And what what drummer was on that at, at that time? Phil Rudd was on that. So wow, did you hear what Phil Rudd? Right. Did you hear what Phil Rudd said about Kiss? That he never really got them because they were like clowns and stuff. That he said that. Was it Aerosmith is the one that treated him good? And it's like, I'm not going to argue with him because he probably kicked my ass. Didn't he get in trouble for beating some guy up? Gosh. 
Two beers. <laughs> if he doesn't get kissed, this, this is the own. Well, I mean, a lot of those bands, I mean, they're Australia. I mean, they're they're used to it. Like, a lot I mean, of them did. A lot, a lot of them did. A lot of them didn't get kissed because they, as Kiss as openers, blew them off the stage, and that's they were they were pissed off about that. Well, this Who is kind of the this Black is Sabbath when, kicked them off the tour because they they blew them off the stage. Well, this is kind of when the other stages like Maiden and ACDC were probably blowing them off the stage because it was the unmasked. Uh, okay, I'm not trying to get off track here, but but I we usually do. But we usually yeah. do. But '88, the blow up your video tour. Uh-oh. Of all people, my bro my brother went to see him in concert. In you and Rome. him both, huh? No, I didn't go. <laughs> well, he who was the only think, one that went. Who do you think the opening act was? And in 88 now. Guns N' Roses? You will never get no. You'll never guess. I know that LA Guns opened them for him in 91. I wanted to go to that right. show, but I missed it. White White Line. Can you see white uh, the white line crowd and the ACDC crowd mixing together? Nothing against white line because I, I like white, I like white line, line, but that's two different. Yeah, but, it, different but how different of, how different is that from Anthrax opening up for Kiss on the Crazy Nights tour? You talk about a mismatch. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's worse than the white lion thing. At least white well, lion's I, got some kind of. When, Kiss don't when, have any thrashes though. Sorry, because at the time, you know, you didn't have the internet. You really didn't know who, and he didn't know who was opening for him, but. It, he came home and he had a white line shirt. I said, he had he a bought white that line instead of ACDC. <laughs> he had an ACDC shirt too. And I was like, why did you get a white line shirt? He said, they were opening up for ACDC. I said, do what? They said, so they were singing like, tell me. Wait. And ACDC was coming out with uh, Hell's Bills. And I was yeah, like, yeah. really? I'm sure. I, I said, I'm surprised white line didn't get booed off the That stage. happened a lot in the 80s, man. That happened a lot. Yeah. There were a lot of mismatches. That's why they All were right. so great. So we got, we got, we're up to number six now, right? Go ahead. Number six for Alex. All right. We're going with Money Talks. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. Love that Good track. Pick. Razor's Edge. Yeah. I, yeah. You were talking about Thunderstruck. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I love that album. Like, you know, yeah. A buddy of mine give me crap for liking Trips. that song. And, oh, you like that song? He didn't like ACDC. And all my other friends were like, that's a cool song. Yeah, I love that. That's a pop. That's a pop. Very pop ACDC like song. I love sweet it. ass guitar riff. Like yeah. I don't know. Like it's catchy. Poppy so as hell. Yeah. yeah, it was a great song. That reminds me of my senior year. Not bad necessarily, as long as you're you have all oh, the yeah. elements that rock elements in there. You just, yeah. As long you know, I, I wouldn't call it poppy. I would call. I say the chorus was catchy. Well, it's poppy for ACDC. Yeah, it was different. They yeah. were they were trying to. To go a little bit mainstream, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that money talk. I like that song too. Don't tell me. Go ahead, Alex. No, we're just looking at the tracking listing. I'm like, there you have your mistress. After that, you have your mistress for Christmas. That is uh, 35 <laughs> honorable mentions. That's my number one. Dude, what are you oh, talking yeah. about? All right, Warren. If you tell me uh, money talks is your number six, then we're gonna we're gonna. They're cheating. Now. They're looking at each other. It's so not. Much. It's yeah. not. Um, oh I'm going with like the cliche song, but I think it's an important one. I'm gonna go with uh, "It's a Long Way to the Top," and uh, I just think it's so accurate in so many ways and so bagpipes and all. Man, that's a great jam. Yeah, it, it's very like lyrically. I think very smart and oh. uh, lays it all out. And even though time passes, it's still incredibly accurate. And yeah. uh, 
you know, it summarizes the game that they came up in. So I think that's a, a really cool song in that aspect, even though it's overplayed and yeah. and it may not have uh, the punch of some other songs. I think it's it's pretty good. First, song, first time I heard that song, I heard the bagpipes part, and I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this? It's and a I was celebration. Already, uh, yeah, but I was like, you hear it's that, and you're like, song. no, listen to the whole thing. It's like, oh, okay, but the lyrics, yeah. I can see you that. Yeah. Playing One Night Stands. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You talk about that being overplayed. Uh, compared to some of these other ones on the list, no. Oh yeah, one of them. we're getting into them we're, now. We're, we're getting into the uh, to the the overplayed ones up here just a little bit. In the top five, we're hitting all. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, let's see how many over, we we already had. I would hell. That's probably the most overplayed AC song there is. So you got uh, no, point. no. There's one coming up that's more oh, overplayed. Well, but that come didn't on. make my list. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you come on, Warden. You know that's not right. I know you're All right. right. Number six, Warden. Diamonds and Dust. This ain't a song about Vegas, is it? It's living the rock and roll lifestyle, Sin City. Sin City. I'll have to check oh, that yeah. one. Great, I've never, I can honestly tell you, I've never heard that song. Great, you never heard that song? You no. ACDC card needs to be revoked. That is I don't have one. I love that song. Sin yeah. City. I don't I don't, I don't think it's, I, don't, I don't think it's about Vegas. I think it's just about the rock and roll See, the lifestyle. the dog didn't even like it more. Look at the dog no. by there. He's just a metaphorical like, city of yeah. sin. It's not Vegas. <laughs> I'm going to Sin City. Yeah, that's that's great song. I think I think it's on the same album as Livewire. I think they're like, what's that? Um, it's earlier stuff. High so. voltage. Yeah, I believe so. Like I said, I'm not real good about the early Bond stuff because I was more of a Brian guy. But yeah, Sin City. Yeah, check I it out, like Bri- it. Check it out Stevie. I think you'll like it. I'll check it out. I'll check out any of these ones I don't, I have, I'm not real familiar with. I'll check it out. Um, all right. My number six, we talked about the album a little bit ago uh it's the title track from that album and this was you know i fly on the wall didn't stick no pun intended fly on the wall didn't stick and sink the pink didn't break the charts but then when stephen king came along and did the maximum overdrive movie uh and asked acdc to do the whole soundtrack uh the title track who made who i mean you know the chorus is catchy who made who, who made you. And uh, to me, uh, Angus does a great job with the guitar solo on that. It's a, it's a great guitar solo to me. But uh, who made who, that was about the time when I really got diehard into into hard rock. And that when that Who Made Who soundtrack came out, you know, you had to have it because it had the old ACDC and new. Yeah. I think they had such a catchy chorus. Yes, it is. That yeah, that was a that was, was pretty good. That was kind of their first kind of a collection. So they had some good songs on there for like if you're a fan and you were in the back and black and you go back and listen to that, it's like you hear the bond stuff. So it was a good collection. I'm I agree with you, Steve. Yeah, because you didn't you didn't have Apple Apple music back then where you could just go listen to whatever you want to. So this one was or Columbia House, right? Good. To go order it for uh, Columbia House. Yeah, Columbia right. House where you could rip them up. The two guys know. are like Columbia House. I, I don't know that? anything about that. I remember I remember coming in the mail as a kid. And I remember being told it was too good to be true. <laughs> yeah. My mom told me that because she was like, I was like, I've got my, and look, I would this was like when I was seven years old. I had change that I was going to send Columbia House to pay for the ship. I mean, change. I was going to put in an envelope. 
I said, I've got enough money for the ship. And don't you remember when they have you, you would mail the penny on the yeah. one? Yeah, but you that's, had to pay for the shipping. That's what I got in. That's that my I bought my first Kiss album through Columbia House. I bought Asylum. And it was just out because I heard Tears Are Falling and around Tears 86. And yeah, and I remember my mom going, Kiss. They're like from my generation. They're like, I know, but I like Kiss. <laughs> so, but yeah, Who Made Who? Uh, just, you know, and that. That that movie was filmed right down the road from me too. So Wilmington, North Carolina. So pretty pretty cool there. Um, not the greatest movie, but a great soundtrack. It was a cool movie for the. It was a cool movie for the time. For the time, I mean, I mean, yeah. is. Yeah, he's yeah. all right. Stephen King's but, always. I, I'm a big Stephen King, or especially back then was. Well, that makes me not like it. Even is he from Texas? He's from Boston, I think. Up there yeah, he is, Zeus, he is. Yeah. I was just messing with you, Gordon. Number five for Alex. All right. Well, here we go. Back in black. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So that song, when I was 15 years old, I was in a band called the Roadhogs. And we played <laughs> this song and we, we did like a, a home video of it. And it was, you know, <laughs> the guitar players could barely do the riff. But I was, just, I was, I'm, I'm a bass player, so I'm just like, okay, guys, do, you know, I can play the line. But yeah, that was back in black. I played the hell yeah, out of it. My, I played the hell out of my boombox back in the day. I played that all the time. Yeah, I love that song. That is a uh, a staple. Because I coach football at, a, at my the school I graduated from, and every year, at least once a year, we try to break out alternate jerseys. We go all black, nice. and the first thing they said when we got the black jerseys was like, "When we come out on the field, we need to play play back in black." And I remember when we played it, there was, a, there was some of the people in the crowd were like looking like, "Are they really playing ACDC?" I said, like, "We played freaking Thunderstruck." I mean, what are you talking about? Back in black. Now, Stevie, were you the first? Pe- you're not the only people that put on black shirts and played that song. Now, yeah, not just your guys. Other teams did that too. I think everyone on the planet did that. Yeah, <laughs> like coming out. The to cowboy, the hey, the Cowboys the didn't. Yeah, they got black <laughs> alternative jerseys. Yeah, they do. They do not wear the black. The Sens did. The Ottawa Senators did actually. Yeah. See, Stevie. Oh, we'll not hey, okay. Black and gold. Whatever. Yeah. This is a high school warden in a freaking town of like 95 people. Are you telling that team could probably beat the Cowboys? You're probably right. So. Probably right. Yeah, probably we probably right. could. All Get right. Song. Back All right. Number. Number five for you, Warren. All right. Um, well, what's that song we tried to cover a while back there, Alex, about New York City? What's the title there? Safe in New York, New York City. City. Safe. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was a really simple song. I thought it was like really, really easy. But that song is super duper hard. It's not easy at all. Uh, doing the vocals for that is, wah, it's it's daunting. It's over and over and over and over and over and over again, and uh, you have to have that high energy the whole way through. Um, a lot of love for just, Razor's. A lot of love for Razor's Edge, man. Getting a lot of picks off that that album. Totally, totally. And that one's a, uh, like I said, we tried to cover that one. I don't think we've ever played it live, but we've done it in the rehearsal studio. And uh, I got a good appreciation Wait. for it there. What are you talking that about? That stiff upper edge. lip. That sounds yeah, what are you talking about? Razor's edge. I thought it was off Razor's Edge. <laughs> no. That's stiff upper lip. Yeah, the, yeah, the whole, you look at the cover. Okay, you're okay, lip. okay. Calm down, Stevie. I'm good. <laughs> Jeez. That, you guys are hard on each other. Hey, man, I yeah, know back are. in. 
I know back in black's on back in black. So hey, there you go. I know. Hey, Jerry there D you go. TNT's on TNT, so we're. I've, you know, <laughs> you I've never heard, I, you had never heard out. Sin City, so we're even. Okay. That one came out. <laughs> the reason I remember that was because that came out close to when the terrorist attacks happened in New yep. York, and they were like mm. playing that. I don't song. know why I was thinking on Razor's Edge. My bad. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. You're right, right bud. Yeah, it was right before it came out. Um, so, Warden, your number five. My number five is a repeat. It's the first ACDC song that I ever heard, and I instantly became a fan. The lyrics, I read Brian Johnson. They were asking him, are you trying to worship Satan? He goes, nah. I was giving all those preachers something to talk about. I saw him on a show. He's got a show called Axis tv up here he's got his own show and he they're asking do you really worship satan nah is getting all them bible thumpers to to talk about something starts out with the bells and the guitar i heard this song and it was my buddy next door and i think i was this is this song made me a metal fan because at the time i was into like madonna and prince you know pop music <laughs> and he had he had other bands like maiden and maiden never really did anything until later but when he played, he played a lot of ACDC and he played, he gave me a copy of Back in Black with Hell's Bells. And when I hear it now at a, con, like at a con, not a concert, but a football game or like a, like they're playing it. I mean, it's just, it just gives me chills. I mean, I mean my, I'm going to get you. The lightning's going to get you. Satan's going to get you. I mean, it just, it just, the guitar, it just, I mean, it just, this image, it's like, the Undertaker could almost come out to this song because it's just like the, like came from the pits of hell, really? and that's what they were going for. And it's like if God's on the right, I'm or was it God's on the left? I'm sticking to the right. I mean, you, I grew up with all these preachers, and they were freaking the f out, and it was great because yeah. I knew he did what he did, and he didn't care. They didn't care about the devil. They just knew it sold albums, and to idiots like me, and been a fan ever since. My Back in Black is my favorite album of all time. And it all started with this song, it's but it's not my nice. quite my number one. It there's <laughs> yeah. a there, the four more above it that I like a little bit better, and I think it may be because of fatigue, but I still love this song, and I still I still listen to Back in Black you at least think, once a month. You think Hell's Bells has got fatigue? It does for over, me because I listen to it so much. One? Over no, one? that one, no, no, no. <laughs> but for me, for me. I, it's funny you mentioned the Undertaker that because the other night we were having like the football workouts in the weight room and they asked me, you know, play some play some music and they're all, believe it or not, this generation is into more of the '80s stuff than they are the current stuff, and so Hell's Bell starts and you know the bells come on and then all of them start looking at each other like, oh crap, and then they said, and then it starts playing. They said I thought you had the Undertaker coming. And I was like, yeah, but they were like, this is good. We like this. So hell's bells. You got I it. I think a lot of generations, I mean, what was like in the nineties, it was the seventies and then mm -hmm. a lot of the eighties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We kind of had the whole Led Zeppelin thing in the nineties for us for a little while. Where that's, we were getting that's why I like stranger things so much. Cause I was that age when that show took, we both yeah. were that age when that show took place. Yeah. Or supposed to take place. Hell's Bills at number five. All right. Maybe, maybe an ACDC fan. And I, like I said, I jam back in black album to this day. Alex, who you got number four? All right. Well, here we go with Shoot the Thrill. 
Oh wow, that's a probably one of the best choruses and like kind of like bridge breakdown. You know, just like that's your number five, eh? Number four. Number four. Oh, that's your number four. Crazy, yeah. That's a that's a great song. It's a great song. And how great was it? How great was it seeing an Iron Man on the big screen? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's definitely that's another soundtrack there. Because that's some some my buddy's son. He's like my nephew. Younger he goes, hey warden, you have that song? I go, hell yeah, I got that ACDC. That they kind of made a fan out of people that weren't necessarily rock fans. That's how great ACDC that. that song is. I love those stories, yeah, and just that way of like bringing it back, putting it in a context that people love, and then just like, oh my god, what's this? Yeah, when he's in the Iron Man thing and he's flying and they're playing yeah. that, that's 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 awesome. Seeing it on the big screen, that's freaking badass. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. So you guys talked about you, Warren. You talked about trying to cover uh, ACDC songs earlier. Is there any other ACDC songs you guys covered? Currently, no. And I think I'll we'll put the blame on our drummer Adam. He doesn't really. He does. He never feels inspired by the drum beats. <laughs> oh really? Uh, yeah. He's not big on, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess, on ACDC, and um, so we don't <clears throat> cover too much of it. But okay. I mean, also, I think it's a distinct sound um, vocally, and it's it's almost um, it's difficult to go for it. It's yeah. different, you know. Yeah, um, that, but that we might cover one. That's a different sound. That's for sure. To come yeah. out of Bob Scott and Brian Johnson for sure. Yeah, it, it totally is. And so you have to. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to do it my way, and have to be done, you know, really well. And um, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll have one uh, added to the set. Um, right now, I think we're adding like Tracy Chapman, so I don't think we're gonna have to. We'll have to go back that way. Oh, now hold on. What Tracy Chapman song are you guys talking about adding, or do you need to let that out of the bag? I think we'll do. Uh, you know, give me one reason um, mm-hmm. for sure. I like Tracy okay. Chapman. I always okay. liked her. And just that's as a like good, a great badass song, I love that song. Yeah, it has a great tempo to it. We're looking yeah. for songs that, that will be able to shift down and uh, to a lower tempo because we have Gone and Run Away, which is like yeah. uh, for us, which is a very uh, ballad, slow dancing type of song. We don't have songs really to shift in between. So right. I think this is a good one where we can kind of step down to this, get a nice bluesy feel going. And uh, people love the song. So, yeah, that's but anyways, we're, we will get an ACDC in. No doubt. See, I'm a, and I've told Warden, I'm a sucker for a slow ballad song. And when you played Gone and Run Away, I got I got a early, early version of that from Warren that I heard. And I nice. was like, holy crap, this is going to be freaking awesome here. And it's so, because, but I'm a sucker for it anyway. So anytime you do that, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's good with me. Um, so Warren's, wait, did we get your number four? We didn't. Uh, my number four, let's okay. I had back in black on here. We'll just throw that away because we talked about it. Let's go with uh, rock, rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Rock oh, and oh, roll oh. ain't noise. Um, get off your ass and come on over here because rock and roll I think ain't that man. Melody, this might be heresy to say this, but melody isn't necessarily uh, ACDC's strongest thing that they're selling. But this song's melody is incredibly catchy. And uh, once it gets in your head, it's like it's a melody earworm. And it's yeah. it's different from the other uh, ACDC hits, in my opinion, in that regard. Like it's not relying as much on the chanting or uh, that style of chorus. So um, 
Yeah, I like that one. Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. We'll go with that as number four. It's amazing with that album is how they had all the music written and Brian came back and put lyrics to it. Yeah. I would almost think that's harder. I'm not a musician, but I would almost think that's harder to do than writing lyrics. That's the way I like. I like it like that. Or like I'm in the process, so I get to see them come up with the riff Mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. So. You know, or with no shelter, the guys were awesome. Like I came out one day in the morning and I just started singing uh, the lyrics that Stevie read off the top, and yeah, um, and and with the with a melody, and the guys were like, "Oh, that's that. There you go. That's that's part of a song," you know. And so uh, it it comes different ways, but that's cool. Like if the guys send me a full song, it's it's a job. It's exciting for sure. Yeah, that's definitely a musician thing because to me it would be direct opposite. Like. When you hear the music, dun, 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 I would think that you'd almost come up with the music, the song, the words before the music. But what do I know? I'm not a musician. So yeah, uh, I, I think it's remarkable ways. no matter what they did it, how they did it. Sometimes it's pattern, oh, totally. patterns that you're following. Sometimes it's a melody. Sometimes it's really like something that you're you're like with No Shelter. It was really cool that it was Warren that came up with those lyrics and then. I started playing something on the bass and I'm like, okay, well we can make it work. And then it all came together. So it, it's, it's fun. The, to the chorus came ways. in the jam space, right? Yeah. Like the chorus, yeah. we got it in the jam space later, yeah. but if a song clicks together, it's a great sign. If, if mm-hmm. pieces just start clicking and you're like, Oh, that's fantastic. That's like, it's like Lego. It, it is very yeah. pattern esque. It is very much like, it is very mathematical. If you look at our songs, I didn't even know this, but now if you like look at our songs on Spotify, you'll see that there's several that are the exact same time. Like you'll see that there's like three songs that are 309. There's oh, some wow. songs that are <laughs> all, there's like two or three songs that are 321 or something like that. Um, and it's pattern. It, it's pattern. It's getting into what works, what works, how long before we hit that chorus, how long before we hit that bridge, all these things. And ACDC is probably the best, like bar none, at following a formula, finding yeah. a formula that works. Yeah. And, and when they work perfect. out, no. yeah, and when they come outside of it, it's like, oh, wow, they're coming out, out of the pattern and it's almost to their advantage. But when they're in it, it's always a hit. It's always a hit. When they follow the, the back and black pattern or whatever it might be, it's, it's hard to argue with. Can you imagine, though, the pressure that was on them recording Back in Black? I mean, you're doing this album with the new lead singer. And granted, you know, hindsight's 2020. I mean, oh, it's Brian Johnson. But, you know, nobody knew who Brian Johnson was mm-hmm. going into that. Yeah. And you're coming off Bon Scott. You know, your lead singer's passed away. After Highway you're, to Hell, especially. Yeah. I mean, you just had probably your best album, best-selling album. And you're trying to go in there with this and – I, I, can you imagine the pressure they had on them recording that album? I'm sure that. they, I, it was, but I'm not sure they felt it that way. I think they had a goal and it was a certain sound. I know Angus Brian, Mel, I, I know Brian like, did cause I heard him that he was shitting bricks, so to speak. Well, Brian <laughs> was like 32. Yeah. Brian was 32 living with his parents. Okay. Yeah. At the time. So he was no rock star. He was just a dude and yeah. he had the voice that worked. And Yo. that sound that um, that was developed, they were able to find that vocalist that fit. But the sound was developed. Like Malcolm and Angus had figured oh, yeah. out a rhythmic pattern, which is just 
to this day, everyone tries to emulate it or use parts of it. And uh, that will never stop because that rhythmic yeah. dancing between the two is super, super, you know, that's what it is for sure. Bef yeah. Before like, we go any further, how, how awesome was, was uh, Malcolm though? I mean, he was like the unsung hero of ACDC. Definitely, yeah. And as yep. a bass player, you know, you know, Alex, as a bass player, you know, he's he, he had to be like the unsung hero of, I can't say it, of ACDC. I said we did the Motley Crue episode the other night, and Nick Morris, to me, is the unsung MVP of Motley Crue. And that's how I feel about uh, Malcolm with ACDC. But Malcolm right. wasn't the yeah. bass player. Cliff. Cliff Williams. Cliff is a bass Oh, player. shoot. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but yeah, you know the you know just a just a play base, yeah i mean like malcolm but and malcolm, cliff yeah. we're just we're just keep keeping that beat and like you know uh it's super important to have a a, a good backbone to a band, right? and the and dancing so rhythmic patterns of those guitars is was was genius and and continues to be like they really shared that uh yeah the guitars are sharing that spotlight is crazy and what song are you on alex you're on yeah alex just did his number four so we're waiting on ward now for his number four. Oh right. i think that stevie didn't know that cliff williams played bass because he might be from texas um uh, so all this love for back in black and talking about how great it is because mine was Hell's Bells, and we talked about mm -hmm. um, talked about uh, what was your uh, shoot the thrill, and we talked mm -hmm. about uh, rock and roll ain't noise pollution. So I'm going to go back an album. Okay. And I think this song could have gone along with uh, Shot Down in Flames, and Bond's there talking, and he was shot down in flames. But you know what? He ain't got no satisfaction yet. Because he is a love-hungry man. This song, it's a fun song, and it gets to the point exactly what it wants. He wants to get laid, and there ain't. He's a love-hungry man. He <laughs> might get a restraining order nowadays if he tried to, you know, use this one. But I guess he didn't get any much better from Shot Down in Flames because he's still a love-hungry man off Highway to Hell. Love Have you heard that one, Stevie? Awesome. No, I haven't heard that one. Oh my I've god, that one. Yeah. dude, do you even like ACDC? I, I told you, you said my ACDC card would be taken away. I don't have one. <laughs> my god, that's why you're here, Warden. That's Warden, why you're I'm here to keep here. this legit. With, yeah. Without you, it just wouldn't be legitimate. Well, Stevie's right the now. one I looked up to all these years. I've known him for like not even half a year. You haven't even known but me. I mean, yeah, okay. All these months. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So all right. number four for me. Is probably the most fatigued ACDC song out there. Uh, from Back in Black, You Shook Me All Night Long. Ah! Dude, I love the song. And it, if, it, if it wasn't overplayed so much, it would probably be number one. But, oh, my gosh. It, the cookie cutter radio stations around here, that's, like, played over and over and over again. And, you know... Nothing against the song because it's great, and that's the video. The video is hilarious. He's in there taking a he's bath. He's in a freaking bath, <laughs> and a, he sees that club. chick on the freaking bull, and he drops all his booze. Like, oh my god, you dropped the booze! <laughs> yeah, but you know, 
the song is great. I mean, yeah. when it came out, it's the spacing in the verse, right? Yeah. And then, you know, it's just so cool. And he got those vocals right in. So catchy. Love it. And that song is kind of the, the, the I want to say it's pop, but it's, it's more, I can see why that song, it's not as dark as the rest of the album yeah. kind of is, I guess. No, it's not. So that was the kind of song that like you're, the people that weren't necessarily metal fans would like. Mm-hmm. Like they, I would used to go to cowboy clubs, like where they play country music and they would always play that song. I used to DJ, they would request that song to dance to. Mm-hmm. You so, think about, you think about it, this is the first single that they released off back in black. So this is the first time you hear Brian Johnson with ACDC and this is something that's different. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This is something different. And this, so it, it was, was, it was a single before back in black. Yes. Wow. Yes, this I didn't was know the that. First wow. single. Uh, it was number 35. Yeah, and it was a big hit for them. Yeah, it's number 35. So they had to be feeling pretty good about Brian Johnson after that when that took off like it did. But yeah, I mean, the it's chorus, probably one. Sorry, yeah. Stevie. No, I go was ahead. Just saying, again, that, that chorus, uh, the, the cliche or the tongue-in-cheek, I should say, is, is just right, right? Like, besides everything else, like, the tagline shook me all night long, all night yeah. long is perfect. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. If you're trying to come up, come up with lyrics and you're like, Oh, what, what's going to suit this? Oh, you shook me all night long. Like yeah. it doesn't get any better than that. Like you're and like, it, okay, we win. Everyone gets this. It's straightforward, but it kicks ass, you know? So, and this would have been yeah. a top 10, but it's just the fatigue factor because mm-hmm. I, cause it's not so much the radio. I played the hell out of it when I first got into this album. I love this song. I still do. I mean, yeah, it's my was, number three. This was, you know, the, and you talk about double entendre from uh, Big Balls, but this had a lot of it in there too. She was a fast yeah. machine. She kept her motor clean, yeah. and then, mm-hmm. and, and you know, knocking me out with those American thighs. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, from it's Texas. fantastic she the whole me. way through. Like the lines Texas? are. Mm. She, she told me to come, but I was already there. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, yeah. it's all great. Like you can't yeah. argue with it. With, with it. yeah. It's so just, this would be kind of so the end because so. so you kind of think about it. This would probably be if Bond was still alive. This would be a triple oh, yeah. song because you got shot down in flames, lug hungry man, and you shoot me all night long. He finally mm-hmm. got the action. I know I'm 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 grasping there, but that, that's the story. That's the yeah. journey right there. <laughs> yeah. But okay. you can see how that patterning, right? Like they are building off that. They are looking oh, yeah. at those songs and like what was yeah. successful and what's, you know, especially and when, that's why it's. Especially when you get the techno mix, when they, they mix this song <laughs> with uh boot scoot boogie, it's, it's, it's something to, to listen to, but the it keeps them, it keeps them dancing. So yeah, it's time for yep. me to go grab a beer when I'm DJing. So boot it was a great, yeah. great song. That's like the bathroom exactly. song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Warren gave our his number three was shook me out and I lost. Yeah, yeah that's Alex. my number three. Alex, Alex go for what's it. What's your number three? Uh, number three is safe in New in New York City. So that's oh, another classic. Really? Nice, song. nice. Yeah, I just love that. That line is just so cool. Like the instrumentally, like Warren was saying, yeah. how hard it was to sing. But like honestly, yeah. when we played it, like instrumentally you know it's just it's still like a challenge to keep that beat and like just to keep that speed you know so it's really cool song to play we have a personal connection to it i think that's why you know and it just has a had a great vibe to it when we were jamming and and taught us things it's always nice when you go to do a cover and it like it teaches you things about dynamics or remember when we played it at lake huron 
Oh man, I blocked that timers. memory out. No, I blacked out Lake Huron. Okay, okay, just yeah. Oh. Go, ahead, go ahead. Okay, when we were on stage, it was pretty fantastic. Okay, this is Lake Huron. You show up, there's like just a bunch of trailers set up, and they're like, okay, well your trailer's over here, and uh, you know the stage is over here, and there's just uh, there's a Mennonite community over around, and there's an Amish community <laughs> on the other side. Mennonites. So the whole time there's like there's these guys on the, you know, their little horse and buggies going back and forth and uh, had a real epic feel. So when we got there, the host, he comes up and he says to us, says, you know, we've got everything you need, whatever you want, anything. I mean, anything. Name and I'm it, like, we oh. got it. I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm not really that picky, man. I, I don't need anything. I mean, anything. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Anyway, so we're on stage and we're performing and uh, someone brought tequila up and started pouring it down Mig's gullet, our rhythm guitarist. I guess he opened his mouth. And a few songs in, Mig went from being... Yeah, a choice. You know, yeah, well, he was... Yeah, he chose to get pretty drunk. <laughs> Let's put it that wow. way. We all did that night. I mean... <laughs> Tequila will do it. Private yep. parties can get messy. That's what we learned that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we felt safe in New York City. And... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember playing it that night. You can't? I don't think... You no. might as well thought you were in New York City. We played Did Hound Dog. We actually too. We played, played it that Elvis night. Presley. Yeah. And we played oh, Elvis what? Presley. Yeah. Go. yeah. Go Man, maybe I was pop? drunk. Is this video. Yeah. yeah. We need to see video. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Man, these, I don't want to see that night. I, I, if there is video of that performance, please <laughs> Did you destroy say you it. We played Hound Dog, Alex. Yeah, we played oh, Hound yeah. Dog. That was the encore. And they wanted more. They wanted more. They were on something and they just wanted to dance all night. And then they played our music and they're like, oh God, this is you guys. This is you guys playing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know our song. They're <laughs> playing our Spotify afterwards with yeah, us. Yeah, they were but... sped up. It was funny. Oh my I God. A... Yeah. We're uh, at number three now. Three for number... You already did your number oh, okay. three more. Okay, yep, number yep. three is off Power Age again. It's got an evil ass intro. It's like a horror movie. You know, stuff's about to get happening. It's called Rock and Roll Damnation. Ooh. I have heard this song with a couple podcasts where they were talking about like devil worship and they always yeah. kind of played the intro to it. It's just an evil intro that it's just, I mean, it, it it's everything that you expect ACDC to be like playing up the evil stuff, but just a, such a great intro. It's Warden, probably how different. How different is it the way the ACDC plays up the, the devil and the evil stuff compared to Black Sabbath? Like, I find that really interesting. I like the two sides, I, of the two bands. I think yeah, Black, I think Black Sabbath, I think they, I, I, I don't know about, I don't think Black Sabbath was trying to be that way, but I think ACDC definitely was. ACDC, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it knew it sold. But with yes. Power Age, I don't think they had that they were kind of dabbling in it right now, like I said. And I think Brian kind of brought them over more. But like with yeah. Highway to Hell and like, you know, Hell's Bells and it's the like boundaries. Yeah. And it's it's it, yeah, because they knew it sold, especially in America. I don't think I think Black Sabbath is kind of they were trying to be different. And I think a lot of that is their upbringing coming out of those. If you ever read Ozzy's book, he talks about like kind of coming out it was it where were they from stevie in england that it's just what it's just like you're either like working a, mo a coal Birmingham factory or, or yeah and it's just it's just a dark world but i think sabbath kind of got on that thing too i i i think sat i think acdc really pushed it i think sabbath i i think iomi was more into that than like 
I don't think I don't think I don't think uh, the guys were really that into it. I think Naomi uh, was. I think he was yeah. really into the black magic stuff. So that was Ozzy comes. Sabbath was more real. Ozzy was there for a paycheck. For sure, he comes out. Black Sabbath episode, Warren. Did we talk about a little bit about that? How people uh, just automatically linked them with with the devil, and they were a lot of their songs were like anti-devil. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. like Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, I, mean, I mean, what happened is they late that he wanted uh, Sharon wanted the Prince of Darkness label. Like, oh, there's yeah. no doubt about that, right? And uh, they got that for Ozzy. They kept that for him. When he left Black Sabbath, he was still the Ozzy, the Prince of Darkness. And they still kind of kept that thing where Ozzy still to this day pretty much sings about life and death. You yeah, know, Ozzy's, the, Ozzy's really anti kind of the like, like people freak out when they hear about Mr. Crowley, but he talks about how much of a nut he was. He talks yeah. about yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, suicide solution. Do you know what it's really oh, about? Because I was really into like depressed when I was a teenager, and I listened to a lot of that crap. Because honestly, I thought it would might push me over the edge, and it was like this is shit about living. I just sucks. yeah, I might as well go listen to Crazy Nights about believing in myself. It was it was a positive message, but that's what the preachers and the evangelicals never got. But you hear that name Black Sabbath, and then when you hear. Like it's song. a Boris Karloff movie. It's yeah. It's not, you, hear, yeah. you hear the song Black Sabbath, yeah. and oh, everybody yeah. always oh they're evil. They're totally evil. I mean, but that's a lot of Naomi and Tony and Omi. I mean, a lot of the songs when you actually listen to the lyrics, some of these songs are like yeah. anti-devil. But I also, mean. you know, Black Sabbath was about exploring kind of mental health and all these yeah. dark themes, but also like ha- not being afraid of them, exploring them so that you could better control what's right. coming at you. Right, so that's I what I always they, got. I think they that. really went towards that when they when Dio joined the band because he well, would Dio, sing about he would sing about Lady Evil. He would sing yeah, about Dio was more about yeah, the wizard, yeah, stuff like that. But yeah. rainbows, they, yeah, exactly. rainbows always get into his lyrics. Yeah, exactly. I, I just remember rainbow in the dark. I remember, I remember a kid at school in a private school got busted with the one. It was the one where the demons up there and he's and he's shackling the priest. He got busted with that cassette. Oh and yeah, you want to and you want to talk about about to do like a, a burning at the stake. They thought he was and I was weird. and I was never in the deal because you would turn it upside down. And it would say devil supposedly. It was all symbolism. But mm-hmm. when he's when he's throwing that when that priest is like chained up, that just blew some freaking minds in my. But I mean, know, especially small town Texas, man. You know, the more they it was, they it was great. The mm-hmm, more they went sure. crazy about that stuff, especially the older people, the more they went crazy about that stuff, the more it, the more it helped the artists because everybody was like, oh, oh yeah. all the young kids like, oh, I'm going to buy that see what that's all about. I mean, come on. You so, know what's so funny about that is you have a lot of people, and I'm not going to get political here, but you have a lot of people that want to burn books. They're the oh, same yeah. people that burn albums. Yeah, That doesn't make no freaking sense because you already bought the damn album. They did yeah. that to me once. They said, "Well, you're gonna burn an album." I was like, "I ain't gonna burn no damn album." No. Oh my! You God. can have my Brian Adams album. I didn't like too much, but not my not my. Hey, don't talk my, about Brian Adams, days. man. You talk Brian. He Adams. did an album that was not Canadian royalty. Canadian yeah. royalty. You could never get oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't go there with Rock. Exactly. Oh, what are you thinking? He actually Love he has a big studio in uh, Vancouver. <laughs> he has a big studio in, in Vancouver that Bob Rock records out of most. Oh, of the he time. actually wrote War Machine yeah. and a couple of yeah, songs off yeah. Preachers of Night, which is great. Um, heaven, yeah, yeah. heaven, and Run to You, great songs. 
You can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I love that in that. I love that in that 70s show where they got busted in Canada. Oh, I love Rush. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah, nice. you definitely got it. You definitely got it. Can't talk here. about so, Brian Adams. I, we'll have to do a Brian Adams show. Or, uh, I like Brian Adams. I, love, I, was just, I, I, I would do that. Too. I was I was just trying to put the thing that I was graduating from Brian Adams to harder stuff that I didn't I necessarily need. I got you. I understand where you were going, but you, you know, just Stevie, rock and roll, two, down, rock you and roll two down Canadians. Nation. You got two Canadians up here, and you're talking about Brian Adams. Like he said, rocker, he's Canadian rock royalty up there. Hey, oh, man. yeah. You know my two favorite words in Canada? What's that? Shania Twain. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. Let's go, girls. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> one of the queens up here. Yeah. Hey, Stevie, rock and roll down nation. Ever heard it? No. Yes, I've heard it. Yes. Okay. Yes. That was one I, I'll admit when I haven't heard it. That, you know, Is that like one of I the 40 uh, honorable mentions? <laughs> no, it's actually okay. not. It's okay. actually not. But it's like your fight for your right, Motley Crue song. Number yeah, three for me. I heard that song. Number yeah. three for me. <laughs> and we've talked about it's a repeat. I think, I think everybody, has everybody had it? No, Warren hasn't had it. I don't know if, uh, no, Warren, you had, had it. Back in Black. No, uh, overplayed for me. I mean, it was that fatigue for you? Yeah, because it, it's not Definitely. so much the radio, which is I listen to it so much. I well, I play that album. I mean, so I listened to that after I got when you know that's the main ACDC album, of course. But I don't after skip I, it. I don't skip that, or you shook me on that long when I'm listening to the album like once a month. But I can do that. I I I'm to the point I can listen to it, but it's not in my top ten because I, you know, there's other ones that I like more. Back in Black was just just freaking yeah. awesome song. Yeah, I mean, that's one of one of my on my playlist as uh like warm ups for the football team, of course. And then of course they love it because they get to run out to the black jerseys. It's like like you said, nobody else does that. But uh, didn't you already tell us a story? Like yeah, number thirty seven. Okay. That went to number thirty seven. <laughs> so you think about that. Thirty seven uh, on the chart. Second, that was the second single off the chart, off the song. That's so weird. I thought that would have been the first one. That's weird. So thirty five for uh, you shook me all night long, and then thirty seven for back nice. in black. Two top forty songs. For what AC about D. giving the dog a bone? How did that chart? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that went. I don't. Was that even released as a single? I heard that. I read about what that was about, and I'm like, what? They're yeah, just not animal lovers. Was that was yeah. another. Hey, that was another one. That was another one on that cassette. I was talking about the guy. I was talking about the back with masks and stuff, but he was talking about the lyrics. That he was like, "What do you think this song is about?" I thought he just loved his dog. Bone. I didn't know. I mean, he gave him a bone. I mean, well, hell, my dog's with me right now. Them. She likes bones, so hey. Yeah, there you talking, go. They were talking about the old. What was the old? Uh, Old Mother Hubbard went to a cupboard. To yeah, I got a dog a bone. Yeah. We're not going to do the Andrew Dice Clay version, though. Oh! Um, oh! Sorry. Anyway, number number two, two for Alex. Oh, it's a repeat, Thunderstruck. All right. Just just the, you know, I we're just, talking about the intertwine, yeah. intertwine of the guitars, like the rhythm. Alex, mm -hmm. we can do Please. ours together here. My number two is also Thunderstruck. So nice. there you go. Yeah. You want to hear something funny? Stevie doesn't like my that number two is Thunderstruck. Wow. Yeah. Okay, there you wow. go. Three so out of four. Trilogy, the Thunderstruck. So well, you, you know that mine can't be Thunderstruck because yeah. mine was earlier. That's my right. Number two, my number two is a repeat. It's a song that probably should be tired of, but I'm not because I love the intro. I love the solo. And I love Beavis and Butthead were watching this one time and I they were playing the Brian Johnson version. And they were like, Hey Beavis, you think we're on a highway to hell? 
and they were just sitting there laughing. But Timeless Tune, just <laughs> to me, the greatest guitar intro in rock, my favorite. Da-na-na. I mean, there's no mistake in what this is about. This is about, and it's not about the devil, it's about having fun, choking to death and dying, you know, evidently. But but if you got to go out, what a way to get remembered by Highway to Hell. Yeah. Bon, bon Scott. I mean, I mean, a swan song. I mean, granted, it, he was supposedly there. I read a book that they were, they weren't too happy with him. So they were, he wasn't getting along with them too much. And they were thinking about replacing him at the time. It would have been interesting to see if he would have lived. But I think Eddie Trunk had him, some guy on there talking about that, but they weren't happy. They weren't getting along. Here we go with Eddie Trunk. Well, it was the guy that wrote a book about it, so it wasn't just any trunk. But Highway to Hell, my number two. Never tired of it. Still crank it probably once, twice a week, man. I love this song. Warren's getting attacked by dogs over there, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Sasha. Sasha, she's acting up. Sasha, come here. Oh, look at Where's the dog at? I'm on, Sasha. Come here. Oh, Oh, she's being difficult here. Kind of dog is it? There we go. So she's a um, Shepsky, Husky oh, wow. Shepherd. She's about 105 pounds. She's a, a little bit overweight right now. <laughs> Most of heavier are, than you, Warren. What's that? <laughs> she's heavier than you. Oh, he froze up on us. We lost. Oh, yeah, she is. When I was there in grade nine, for sure. Yeah, there you I'm go. back. Am I back? Yeah, yeah you're, you're back. Good. You're back. So Thunderstruck, I'm back. Can you believe it? We're up to number one. Thunderstruck was all our number twos. You know that. Yeah, we're at number ones. That got new life from the Varsity Blues soundtrack. When that when that came out, every every football player in America wanted that song to be played when it came out. After that, really, uh, in that movie, I just wanted the chick with the whipped cream. That's all I wanted. I didn't want to play football. That's true. Or the teacher at the strip bar. I would like that one too. They had such a great soundtrack for Varsity Blues, though. Hey, where did that movie take place? Supposed to take place at Stevie? What's what was it about again? That's hey, and I actually like that movie, Warden. So you know, oh, where, you where did it whole, take place? Whole, where, I hate where, 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 where did it take place? You know, no, you just like football. You don't. <laughs> well, that's true too. Well, if that was the case, I would like the Cowboys. But I don't like the Cowboys. Well, you just have no taste, bro. My, it's sad, man. Six Super Bowl <laughs> rings, six Super Bowl rings, buddy. Okay. Quit living and in the past, bro. Two of them came against. But the last one we won, we beat who? We beat who? Back yes, I know even, two of us. Hey, if I could find my VHS tape of that game, that you know, it's been so long since the last time y'all won a Super Bowl was on. Really, VHS. mine's on the mine's on a floppy drive, dude. Actually, so yeah, <laughs> you can store like real to real one meg on there. This is our year. This is we're, we're going to do it this year. Here we go. Here we go with the Cowboys fans. Every year it just starts off. But every team this, should be that way, this Stevie. This is our year. This is yeah. our year. We're you know what? You, you, you know, you know who the we're getting an XFL team, and you know who the coach is down here. Hey, ours is going to be Heinz Ward. So I, even hey, he y'all had finally the, got a chance. Then, even he, Steelers. even he, knew that things were bigger in Texas. Mm. Yeah, he got. What happened got to all his hair? Anyone had Pittsburgh. all that long hair? Who? Isn't Heinz Ward's had all that long hair? He's no. bald. What happened to that hair? No. He don't have long hair. He Who's never that guy that had a long hair? Who was that guy? You just oh, narrow, you really got to narrow it down. Or that guy that sang about the bus, the wheels going round that's and round. Ooh, original. That's Cole Amalu. Who's the one that sang about the wheels going on the bus? That's round Jerome Bettis. It's a bus. All the same thing. He ran all over you guys. All right. 
Alex, number one. Number one, I got stiff upper lip. Oh, wow. And that's my number one. It's the first ACD song I've ever heard. Uh, My sister had bought the album in 2000. I was 10 at the time. And she played that. And I'm just like, what is this? You know? (laughs) Go around, around, Sasha. Don't you love that that kind of moment, Doug? Yeah. And, like, my sister was, like, singing the songs, like, you know, like, she was like, blasting it. Is the like, doggy? See the I doggy? Got on, I got, yeah. See the doggy? You see his doggy? Where's your doggy, Warren? She's <laughs> going she crazy. Deserted me. Yeah. My dog doesn't want to actually. There you go. Oh, see the doggy? Sasha. Look at the camera. Look at the camera. Look, doggy. Look at the doggy. Look at the doggy. See the doggy? Sasha. Hey. See the doggy? Now we're having doggy hookup hour up there. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, at least, dog, our, dog, at least our dogs want to be around one. us, Stevie. Uh-huh. He, well, my dog was in here, but heard your voice and took off running for some reason. No, he started mentioning the Steelers, and oh god, not that again. Yeah, Texas too. Anyway, stiff <laughs> upper lip is that? Yeah, and and you talk about that when you hear that, and you're like, what is this? And that's like just a great moment as a music fan. Whenever you hear something, you're like, what the heck is this? I mean, I just like for me with Kiss, the first time I heard uh, Destroyer when they put Torpedo Detroit Girl. Rock City on. <laughs> I I remember hearing Torpedo Girl for the first time, and, I, <laughs> and that's I, your boy Ace. That's how bad he is. And was, I'm an man. Ace man. I still I don't like the song. That tells you. I just had to put that song on there because I couldn't come up with ten Ace Freely songs that I actually liked. Okay. Whatever. That's the truth. <laughs> All right. Bruce Kulick forever. Warren, number one right. to you. All right. This has already been said, but my number one is Shoot the Thrill, and uh, okay. I just I just think it's the best pump up song I've ever heard. Um, That's a good course. I love that course. It it gets you going. It gets you ready to play. I just think, uh, yeah, I love "Shoot to Thrill." It's a great song, and I, you know, I think that's the 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 Iron Man again brought it back to the to the forefront, like you were saying before, Warden. It's a a big uh, big song. I love it. All right, Warden. Let's hear yours, Warren. You are a handsome and attractive man. Watch out, Warren. And Shoot the Thrill <laughs> is my number one as well. Yeah, there you that go. Is my favorite, that is my favorite that. ACDC song of all time. And seeing it with Iron Man like we talked before, it's just too bad Stevie's never heard it. So <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> dude, I've heard that so many times. Whatever, dude. No, but um, yeah, Shoot the Thrill. It's no, it's no Torpedo Girl, but it's good. Anyway. Number one for me, and this has already been said, uh, Hell's Bells. I mean, nice, nice. Yeah, just from the 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 bells at the start. If that doesn't get you going, and then they open the riff, it comes on, and then you hear the the bells playing again behind the riff. Oh man, freaking awesome! And uh, that that's one of and it was kind of scary the first time I heard. Like I said, as as an eight year old kid, and you're sitting there listening to dunk, you listen to this about hells, bells, and Satan's gonna get you and all this stuff. Yeah, but yeah, you know, love love hells, bells. That sounded pretty bad, but I'm gonna go along with that. But so, <laughs> Warden messed up our the first time we could have had four all the way across the board. <laughs> But I'll take the three. That's the first time that's happened, too. Three out of four is good. 75%. Yeah. 75%. What song was that that y'all picked? What was it again? Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck, number two. Oh, I had that. 
lower. I'm just surprised Stevie said had it because it mentions Texas. So shut up. He wants to have some fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we went to Texas and we had some. We met some girls. My dogs look at me like, "Are you fucking nuts?" That's Uh-oh. not like freaking. That's the, the first step I ever that? dropped on this podcast. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. What the heck was that? He's not warmed up. He needs some yeah, honey. He and, uh, see, he I can sing. Different. Not. So. Thank you guys for being up here tonight. Of course, yeah, this is Warren, great meeting you. Warren, as always, you know, we, we love having you on. Alex, we definitely have to have you on again. But before we let you go, and I know we've kept you, we've been rambling on for over an hour and a half now. That's what we before do. Before we let you go, we need to talk about this new single out now. Talk about No Shelter. Talk about how you can hear No Shelter. Talk about, we need to talk about the website. Talk about whatever you want to, whatever you guys want to plug. Let's hear it. Alex, go, to, go for it. Yeah, go, for go it, to Alex. taming. <laughs> go to tamingsorryband.com, and you'll right see you, you can actually access all the streaming platforms, our social media. You can the videos right there. You can watch our beautiful music video that we filmed at the roller rink in Napanee. Uh, go go stream go stream the song. Go leave a comment on the video. Uh, connect with us uh, if you're in the Ottawa area. Order some beers on our live page. Yeah. We got all our shows coming up. You know we're playing. We're playing locally. We're playing Toronto. Uh, we're playing Montreal. We're, we're playing all over. So connect with us and become a fan because we love you. Yeah. Well, we definitely like to. Yeah, you can, and you know. The, the thing with No Shelter is um, the video is doing great, but if you want to go give it some love, some likes, some comment, subscribe, that helps our channel. If you follow mm-hmm. us on Spotify, that really helps us out there. Yeah. Um, and we do have vinyl for sale, and like you can see, Stevie's got it. He got his in, in North Carolina. They found him in that little town that he lives in. Yeah, yeah. they managed Steve, to get it Steve. to me. Stevie lives supposedly in a town with like what a hundred and some people, Stevie? No, no. Ninety-five. No, like ninety-five people do. There you go. And Warden, That's you're right. from a small town in Texas? Oh, I'm from no, San Antonio. I he's from, pretty he's big like town. Metropolis you're from there. the big place. Well, okay. Oh well, no, San that's now, that's that's Austin, which is forty that's the capital, but yeah, San Antonio. Compared to where I live, you're in the metropolis, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see the Lex Luthor haircut, so you know. Um yeah. besides Besides doing the whole social media thing, because we're also on Instagram, Facebook, um, all those types of things. But besides doing that, um, yeah, you can get your vinyl if you if you really love the music and if you're digging it on Spotify. And otherwise, we're going to work really hard so we can get down to the U.S. and um, get overseas and get to some really cool places. That's the goal. That's the dream. Because we love playing life. I'll I uh, listen to some of your stuff and I like it. I'll be I'll be liking that stuff and following you. I hope you guys get down to Texas. If we can ever get Stevie out of North Carolina, maybe we can come down and we can have a we can do a uh, East. Uh, you, guys are probably, you guys are probably too young to remember, but there was a time in the seventies back when you couldn't get Coors Light past a certain thing. Smoky in the band, and they had to bring the beer over. So we have snuck beer. And got beer to where it shouldn't be before, so we ain't giving wow. up on that. What do you uh, want? You want, me, <laughs> you want me to break the Trans Am out? We'll yeah, I'll get the I'll here. get the semi and we'll go up to Canada, load up, bring it down here, have a big I'll party. Block, I'll block. Hell yeah. We just need to find a couple like millionaires, big enough to finance it, gives a fast <laughs> car and stuff. 
uh, my dad, I remember being a kid and my, uh, my dad's friend, he's a lawyer and he brought this car over to the house and he says, I just, I collected this car as payment. And it was like a rig to go over the bridge from, uh, from Canada to Cornwall or from Cornwall in Canada over the bridge oh, wow. to Messina. And it had like uh, blackout night cameras or whatever. So it was all infrared so that they could turn the lights off and just go across with the infrared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess this his client was getting in big trouble. So the lawyer said, I'm just going to take this car off you as payment. <laughs> you, know what? So, you know what? We're pretty close to the Mexican border down here. And what they're finding like here in California is they're finding these like like tunnels to where they're bringing the drugs past the border patrol. What was that and guy? They're like, they're like little cities underground that they're finding. And it's like people, I mean, it's like they do a lot of work to break the law, man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's yep. a lot of money. There's a lot of money yeah. to be made. Right. Yeah. But they uh, got, they got like just tunnels and like, look like little cities bringing stuff across. It's, mm -hmm. it's nuts. And that, yep. and that's for the heavier stuff than the logger. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. So check them out at tamingsorryband.com if you want to check out all the tour dates. I see you got you got some tour dates coming up uh, listed up here. Um, yeah, I'm looking at let's look at the shop. You got you can buy your t-shirt just like this t-shirt right here, or they, they've got several choices up here. Um, the LPs up there, not a bad price either for for vinyl. But the vinyl is making a comeback right now. And everybody, and there's there's some other bands. I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised how quick you guys got it out because there's another band that I talked to. It's actually like a classic '78. You remember we talked about them, Warden? Yeah. They're they're still they they were trying to get vinyl out at the same time as you guys were. They're still struggling with it, trying to get the vinyl out. It's just it was a journey to get those because we actually started the conversation with the 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 Kanishi vinyls with uh, the producer, well, the manufacturer or whatever, uh, before the shortage, right? So we had right. an invoice from before there was an actual shortage. So we not only did we get our vinyls, but we got a price that was not adjusted with the shortage. Mm. So we got a great discount from it. So Yeah, but we got a smaller too. batch too. I think if you ordered like 2,000 plus yeah. vinyls, then I think you're in big trouble. Like, your wait time is going to be a while we were right. in a small batch like we did it's a very limited batch so i think we were lucky with that and we had the sale done beforehand yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so you know we lucked out in a few different ways but i think mm -hmm. if you're looking to do a large batch you're waiting I think you're waiting yeah it's, it's funny i grew up in the whole vinyl stuff and i never liked vinyl i'm not a collector like stevie I never in my water streams thought vinyl would come back and people actually listen to it and they love it. It's not for me, but I it's, remember getting a CD or like that was, that was great CDs for me. CDs are making a comeback now too, but no, you have it on stream. Tapes. You don't need it. Yeah. Tapes are, it's, tapes look, it's, everything's coming back around. You think I'll I'm tell you what it board. is. What's the benefit as a musician? Think of it this way. What's this the true. benefit for us to do an album compared to what the benefit was for, say, um, ACDC or Black yeah. Sabbath. Exactly. Now, ACDC can keep doing albums now. They can keep doing that premise. Yeah. But the benefit for new artists to do albums, it's, I don't know, singles is where, it's, is where it is just yeah. as good because exactly. you're trying oh, yeah. to break through. 
and yeah. and like there's sixty thousand new songs a day to Spotify. Wow. And uh, someone said to me, you know, yeah, but fifty nine thousand of them suck. Well, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you still got to cut through yeah. exactly um, all of that. Um, I and, can't even and, imagine. You know, it's, I can't even imagine how there's so much, I mean, everything, like, it's like with anything, just musicians, there, there's so much competition now and everybody has a platform and a voice. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. My hat's off to you, man, because you're doing what you love and what I've heard so far, I dig it. I, yeah, I really if you can do, thank you. Yes, thank you. And if sure. you can get like the, the, the advantage to an album is to come up with a concept and to have it linked together, to have the songs tell a story together um, all that type of stuff, but you ultimately need that single or three or four to break yeah. through and get people really interested. And um, so, in my opinion, I wish it was the vinyl world. I really, if as an artist, mm-hmm. like yeah. as a person, I love getting whatever I want when I want it. Like I was oh, thirteen yeah. when yeah. Nap when Napster yeah. came out. Oh, Napster yeah. came out. I was thirteen years old, and it blew my mind. And I'm as guilty as anyone as destroying the music industry in that regard. But if I could, as an artist, I would, of course, say, get everything off the Internet and make people buy vinyls. Of course I would, because because that was the success for so many bands and so many artists. It was being able to sell off that whole album platform. Um, but we're still going to do it. We're still going to work towards a, a our, we're working on a full album right now. So it's yeah. the and you're doing what you love. And I, I mean, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. The issue yep. right now, it, it's the attention economy, right? So it's easier to sell, it's easier to spoon feed a single to I'm someone. Gu- than me and Stevie full, were talking about that. I'm guilty of album, that. Right? Yeah. So it's like, if I could give you three minutes, it's like, okay, check out this song. You'll be hooked within 15 seconds. And then you only have to listen to it for three minutes and you can move on. But it's much easier to do that with a single than with an album. With, yeah. with a concept and people have to get involved in it, you know? Yeah. Like, like Warren was saying, like, of course, it'd be easier to do that. And it'd be better for us creatively because we could work like with a whole workshop of, of songs and, and build a story. But it's like, no, you have to like sell it right now. And you have 15 seconds to do your pitch. And that's we're in this we're in this fungible world now. This is mm-hmm. a completely different thing. You know, like we're in this thing where people are selling these nfts and stuff like that and the music world is very much like that like what what are people holding on to song files mm-hmm. it's very it's very bizarre so as an artist you're you're trying to think of different ways to sell that song make connections and vinyl just seems to be like the callback like i, I was yeah. saying to a time when when albums were really important to everybody mm-hmm. you know i just you, like i'm old school i mean i like i'm like you want i like having being able to pull it up whenever I want to, but I'm right. also old yeah. school. Where I like I like being able to hold something in my hand. And, yeah. and look, I was big. I was big on the liner notes back in the day. I used to read them like all the way through, mm-hmm. see who played on what and all that. But you know, the lyrics and stuff. But you know, you know, it is what it is. But you know, I, you know what, you know what's funny is that I see the three of you, and I'm like the odd man out. I'm the one that pretty much probably screwing you guys more than anybody i'm the somebody that no i mean you were talking about the attention i me and stevie were talking about that i'll listen to a new album i'll i'll listen to jericho i'll listen to the new Def leopard once but i don't it doesn't make me go out and buy it 
Mm-hmm. And that's not, and that's something as I've gotten older, I wasn't like that before. I'm, I'm like that with Kiss. I didn't buy their last two albums because it wasn't my thing. And that's my favorite band in the world. It's people like me, you got to, it, it's, it's like, it's the hard thing to reach is that we were talking about like movies going away, physical movies going away. I saw something on TikTok, them talking about that. That doesn't bug me at all. I mean, I loved going to Blockbuster and getting something then, but if I can download it and I'm, and I'm that, consumer out there that doesn't there's not a collector that likes everything now and i think a lot of people like me we've screwed up i mean that hey i mean if back in black came out today you think it would have sold what it sold no yeah and then nothing's different about it. it's great it's just that people there's so much out there and i and i work in technology and i think a lot of times like with napster i don't think the technology has kept up to with like that's why people get hacked we have the technology hasn't has outpaced the way the human mind and i think that's why vinyl is so popular i can see that or a vhs tape there's a because, because it's physical and i see what stevie's saying but i don't look at it that way i don't have to have that I'll come like i look at yeah. i look at it this is the way i kind of look at it if streaming was around when i was a kid i'd probably be retired all the money i spent on music but I wouldn't trade those years for anything. No, but, I wouldn't either. I mean, yeah. I spent a lot of money. But it, even you, Alex, you, you were talking about like the singles coming out, and Warren, you were talking about it too. Even with these big bands, like like the the latest Def Leppard album. Before that, actually, the whole thing got released. They they just released like two or three singles there, yeah. before the album even came yeah. out. And I mean, yeah. when you back in the back in the day, that would never happen. That was, you know, you might yeah. get one single to to get you and the video to get you talking yeah. about it. And then exactly. you went, that was right before the album come out. And then that was it, but not three. Yeah. It uh, almost it's feels TikTok like, bands now that are yeah. breaking through big, right, Alex? Like a yeah, lot of, exactly. a lot, at least I find a lot, a lot of these uh, trying to hit hot on the internet in some in Adam some and way. the Metal Hawks and like those yeah. bands. Yeah. yeah. Type. And, it's, and it's almost not fair to you guys, you know, being a new artist trying to break it, that you're fighting against the the nostalgia, the the classic bands. Because I'll admit, I listen to probably more of the Kisses and Def Leppards than I do newer bands. All and we can say about that yeah. is like that is that we are using that sound. We are that sound. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So yeah. if if, pe- if people are like looking for that, then we we have it. If people want to hear and, a new also, yeah. Warren, it's yeah. so easy for people to find us, right? Yeah. As much as yeah. there is so much of everything, that di- you can find a direct link to what you're looking for because there's a market yeah. for everything. So, Warren, you yeah. were saying like, oh, well, I like streaming and, you know, like you, you don't necessarily buy the vinyls. But that's okay because there's a lot of people that do, right? As long as there's yeah. enough people to sustain that market then there's no there's no issue right because most people will just follow the mainstream and mm-hmm. and, and and get it online but there's enough diehard people and we've we've we have those people with us we have a small number of them but we're growing that number of fans yeah. that are awesome. ready to do everything like for us hundreds right? of thousands of people or a hundred thousand people have heard us on spotify have heard us through streaming but only, but like we said, there's only 200 copies of the vinyl available. So it's yeah. not like our strategy is is to sell vinyl yeah. and make that yeah. the main thing. No, 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 no. It's, it's just it. when people come to a live show, 
I need to offer them a physical connection back to the band that they're really going to love and always have. And, um, but of course, streaming is where it's at. There's no, you can't fight it. That's where, that's where the world is at right now. I do that too. I'll like, I'll just, the band that like, you know, Stevie will recommend, like there's a couple of bands I was telling him about the band that's opening up. I think they're out of Sweden. They're called Thunder Mother. And they're like, a yeah, yeah, I love those. Yeah. I love those girls. Yeah. But yeah, now that yeah. I listen to them and they're my, and I guess Apple picks up that, Hey, you like these guys they are playing. So now that I'm adding you, that'll do it too. And that'll get more ears. So you guys got a great attitude about it. I mean, I, I I'm older and I'm kind of like, you know, glasses half empty sometimes. And I hear you guys talk or half full, or has it half full, half empty. And I'm thinking, God, this is what's going to save the music industry yeah. is guys working their asses off like you guys getting it out there. And my hat's off what? to you, man. Cause I know it's not easy. Oh, I don't know if you, you remember or not. Always or, challenges. Yes. When we had As in life, right? <laughs> we had that conversation on Twitter that night. We were, we t- like it was, it was back and forth for an hour. And when I actually heard, uh, heard you guys sync, you talk about that sound that's good that people are looking for. And that's the first thing I said, you know, this is the freaking sound that I was looking for. And I was talking about, we were talking about Dirty Honey. They yep. got that sound. You mm-hmm. guys have yep. got that sound. And I mean, that's what turned me on to you guys. Because that's because when you sit here and listen to some of these guys that are out now and, and or, you know, in the last few years, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is I can't get into this. But something about that sound you guys got. I was like, this is what I'm looking for right here. And I think it's. I, I think we talked about it, Warren. I said you guys there was some black crowish sounds to it. Oh and yeah. My, and my daughter, when I played it for her, I think you remember I told her, she said they sound so a lot like Greta Van Fleet, uh, stuff like that. Thank, but you know, thank you. That, that's the sound that I'm looking for, and I'm hoping that you guys at Dirty Honey or just the start of it that, that we're going to see more and more of that sound and bring it back around. But you, yeah. you know, you get, you know, you guys. I, I mean, you got a fan of me for life, right here. Oh, so, that's nice. Thank you. You got somebody Thanks, who's Stevie. just jumping on board here. So, yeah. I mean, well, I like thank you, Stevie. Thank you, Warden. Um, Stevie, well, I thank you for, we thank you for taking the time with us. I know that. Yeah. I mean, being on the it's a lot of fun, a lot of work, especially having to sneak between provinces just to rehearse. So it's pretty <laughs> yeah. busy. That part oh, yeah. pretty busy we too. Sur- huh? We survived. <laughs> I think it made us more resilient in yeah. the end, just to get oh, back yeah. to that. I think oh, in yeah. terms of like our um, composure and our re- resiliency and our outlook on everything, I think we're a lot less bitter about it all. You know, yeah. just, just to, to talk to that point, I think we know what work has to be done. Uh, we've proven that a uh, what we've been doing has been working and, and, and people have come to us and said that it made a difference in their lives and it makes a difference in ours when we get to create that music. So I think all in all, after those last two years, I think we're, we're, we're coming out stronger, coming out stronger from it all. Well, the the news, when you hear reports and stuff, it's always negative. So to actually hear it from people that are actually living it, I mean, there, I mean, this is the hope for rock and roll. I mean, Rock and roll used to be king, as they say, and if it's going to succeed, it's going to have the people, more people with your attitude doing it. The thing that impresses me about you guys is, is, you know, through that whole COVID thing, you guys have got to have determination because 
you guys could have said the heck with it any time during that whole COVID thing. Just said, you know, we this isn't going to work out. But you guys did. You worked harder, and that's what impresses me about you guys. And, and you that's kind of what Stevie does to me. That's what Stevie does to me. It's going to happen. Stevie does that to me every day. Like, oh heck with this. He, he's every time we talk. It sometimes on podcasts. The heck with this guy. Yeah, he doesn't actually, work hard enough. Actually, I didn't want to tell. He doesn't pay me enough. Auditions for replacements right now. <laughs> yeah, but nobody will take his call. Oh no, no, nobody will take my call. Oh, he's stuck with me. Because well, he has he has a North Carolina number and calling Texas. <laughs> That's actually funny because I couldn't call Canada when me and Warren set up the interview. Oh wow, <laughs> that was why he was my first video interview because we were like, I was like, I'm trying to call dude. Dude is not answering my phone number, my phone call. I was like, he was on the, flake he was on the crapper. <laughs> but that, and then I said, I, I told him, I said, just call me. I said, I won't answer because I know you want this thing. I won't answer. Let's see what happens there. And his number went to, I said, well, we'll have to go, we'll have to go to Zoom call. And I had crappy internet then. I mean, I had horrible internet. internet then too. I did too. It was a, that was a shit show. <laughs> but we, we got, but we got it. here. It worked out, but this is great. Uh, thank you guys so much for taking yes, time to thank do you this. Very much. And, uh, thank it was you. a pleasure whatever, to meet you both. Whatever we can do to push you guys, uh, to put it out there, like I said, if it's, if it's me getting called names by radio stations or, or whatever, <laughs> I'll do that. And I'll continue to call him names, so I got that yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Keep him on his toes, Warden. <laughs> yeah. Just share it and be uh, be proud that you're a fan and, you know, um. Yeah, like thank you so much for for having us, guys. It was really fun to to talk it was about great. Had a blast. to DC, and then yeah, you guys are awesome. We're just really so, happy. Thank uh, you. In a few in a few years, when the on the fly is still going strong, we're going to do the top ten. And how do you what pronounce we, your band? Taming Sorry. Yeah, Taming yeah, Sorry. Sure. You got it. And that's what yeah. we'll be doing the top ten. Ta- well, what we're do you gonna- We'll be doing a top 10 Tammy Sorry and 50 of Stevie's honorable mentions. <laughs> when we really hit ah. it big and do the. And do the on the fly cruise. We'll have yeah. them as the headliners on the on the fly cruise. Yeah, we'll be the Howard Stern of <laughs> podcast. Yeah, there you go. Well, All we'll, right, guys. Thank you guys so thank much. You. Warren nice meeting Alex. you guys. You take care. Sorry. Warden. Much rock and love. Yeah. All, All right. right. Rock and roll, guys. Take care. Take care, guys. Woo.